0: What's going on, Max? I'm doing good, thank you. It's been a while again. I, I've, like since the spring, I haven't been on here much. But it's happy to be back. Now I'm, again, a year older. So yes, happy birthday to you. Yeah, thank you.
1: Twenty-two years old, <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: still, still a young man. Yeah, you know, young man, but smartest, hundred-year-old, you know. Well, I mean, one thing about you, you always keep it arrogant. Um, <laughs> I love it just like, I need to just say one thing and half of the listeners get like annoyed by it. Like it's so <laughs> fun, you know. We are 10 seconds in and you've
1: already pissed people off. So you yeah. might, so as I'm recording this, you might hear a lot of noise and beep in and all this stuff. So what's going on is like, there's a city hall right next to me, small little city hall. And for the last two days, like there's been a big push to get all these bikes. Like, so you have to get your bike license, got a license for your bike. See, there's somebody honking a horn right now. Like an extremely loud horn. Um, so it's like hundreds of guys with bikes parked out there. I come out of my house, there's bikes parked on the road. I gotta walk past all these people, they're looking at me like, why is this guy not have a bike to come to my office? So it's just like crazy out there at this moment, and they're all trying to get their license at this little mobile license thingy majiggy that they give people a license i don't know this is life in the dr it's a little DMV. bit crazy
0: but, DR uh, dmv
1: it's a yeah portable dmv yeah that's what yeah. it is uh but anyway uh enough about that let's go we have a podcast to talk about we are going to talk about your birthday and you're in 22 and uh, it's good to have you back on with that said let's drop that intro <music> is ignoring, but E-Buggy pays the bills.
2: Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing, but be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate. I and mean, think just
1: was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to
2: more club racing and less of this money-grabbing book racing. It's hard it's to say- be
1: arrogant when you're always right. Yeah. See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you <laughs> arrogant, Max. You may not agree with
2: everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen.
1: And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join
3: your host, Leslie the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get <laughs> together to chat our series. Hey,
1: after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Here we go.
3: 100 bucks right here. $100 throw. Oh no! <laughs> I like this
1: yes 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 indeed nitro is the glory but e buggy pays the bills what's going on everybody welcome to episode number 213 of the no name rc podcast i'm your host kino white aka left the great and to my virtual ad- look that was so smooth right over there is uh maximus mortimus one year older one year more arrogant right off the bat happy yeah. birthday to you max Um uh, Happy birthday to my daughter. It was her birthday as well on Saturday. So we had a little party for her.
0: But uh, you're one year older. You
1: feel like you're one year smarter?
0: Not really. I think it was a bit ago where I felt I achieved maximum. Intelligence, uh, intelligence, level? yeah. well wow. so <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I had a fun time. We i hang out with my parents, and
1: uh, shooting a gun, I almost got flipped. That's a big gun, it was like a dirty Harry type of gun. Uh,
0: that probably, yeah, I don't think I could cal. have shot
1: a gun like that because it requires two hands, really.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know, you could shoot it with one hand, but it's a 50 cal pistol, so it was pretty big, but yeah, I haven't shot a gun in a while, so it was quite fun. Like last time was when I was in the military, so. Uh, guns are fun, but yeah, it's, it's nice to shoot them in a range and, and yeah, stuff. it's so a, a, I, I, I
1: would, uh, that's what I would do here. We have, we had a range here, not anymore. All right. Um, with that said, Max, it's been two weeks since we've done a full podcast. We, I was traveling. Uh, it's been, we're going to go over that real quick. Uh, it, it was, it was a fun time. I really had a fun at these races, these two races that I've attended. I, I pla- kind of planned it around this and, uh, I'm traveling again soon. So it's not over. So I got two more trips left in me. Uh, but with that said, I just want to say thank you to the NNRC squad around the world. Without you guys, we can't do it. I met a lot of new people at masters of dirt. A lot of people that listen to the podcast came up to me and, uh, said, thank you for what I do. And they, they enjoy what we do as well. Um, so thank you to that. Uh, two stories I'm going to tell about that in a minute. Also thank you to the patrons of the NNRC. You guys got a patron only podcast that I'm getting a little bit of heat for, but that's fine. Not too much heat, little bit, little bit. But that's was oh, all about silly season. Um, what I've heard and what I what what I've you know think I think what's going on. We will touch on some silly season stuff, but just mostly what's being said in the press and what's being said around. So thank you to the patrons of the NNRC. You guys help make. Uh, my life a little easier, help me pay for these RC boats and all this type of stuff. Uh, also, thank you to the companies that advertise her on the podcast. Uh, if you're a company interested in advertising on the podcast next year, hit me up. We got uh, sponsorship tiers. We also have <clears throat> uh, travel packages because if you're going to go to races next year, we kind of want to get that paid for and you know, maybe get those races supplemented so it doesn't cost the podcast much at all. Uh, but thank you to the patrons and thank you to these companies. They are invisible speed competitions over. So if you had up, you had to yesterday to sign up for the car invisible speed online course, chance to win a Miyako or Mugen built by either David Ranafalk or Robert Battier. So I guess the winner of that will be announced soon. TZO 200 tires, TNR fuel. See, they have announced their A main challenge race. That's a race. I'd like to go to It's in January next year. Beach RC. Uh, thank you to Brent and everybody for their support. I had a great time at masters of Dirt. High tech RC for all their support. Uh, see the social media is growing. A lot of saw a lot of high-tech guys are running 10-scale now, their 10-scale servers. That's great. Techno RC, Lugs, Racing Tires, Popabilities, Traction Tonic, G Spec RC tuning. Got a package from G Spec RC tuning. Boom. Got some cables. Thank you, G Spec. Uh, been two years in operation. He asked me if I needed anything, and I got some uh cables for charging up my 4S batteries from some that I'm gonna be using my techno truck which i'll be rebuilding which is going to now be paused even further because of these trips that are coming up so check them out and congratulations two years also two years of being in business Geoff. and he has tools as well some pedal usa we did a podcast with hefty last week friday so check that out it was all about the onward nets uh clinic rc here's some big news coming from them shortly uh, racecraft usa Rocking my racecraft hat. They had the Martins Cup, all those racecraft squads. So there, are a lot of those racecraft squads are going to AMS as well. RCGP, of course, House of RC. Shout out to David Rondafalk who had his race this weekend. Jared Tebow, Alexander Highburg, and Robert Badiere. And um, yeah, um, we're back. We're gonna go through some questions. Uh, we're gonna go through some news this week, Max. We're gonna try and go through this fast, uh, so we don't drag on too much. But real quick, uh. I just wanted to shout out to two people because I don't get to do so. So real quick on these trips, I don't really get to do much stuff. I come in, I'm out, you know, Spain. I had a couple of days afterwards, blah, blah, blah. We got to do a little bit of stuff. So this trip, uh, it kind of started with me flying into Charlotte. I was, uh, Mike, I got to hang out with Mike Hill. He got, you know, it took me down to beach RC to Badlands the next day, blah, blah, blah. And then I came back up to Charlotte after Badlands for a couple of days, washed my clothes, hung out for a couple of days there, came back on Wednesday. So when I came back up to Charlotte on the Monday, um, Danny Stockman, who I got to meet him, he he likes you too, dude. Uh, so I met him at the 2017 Fall Brawl, and he is a crew chief for the number 18 car, truck. This is right here. But you can probably see it. Uh, he, he gave that to me. I was super happy about that. I didn't, wasn't expecting that. Uh, he's an RC fan. He's super smart guy. Like he w- works for Kyle Busch Motorsport. So he, uh, I met him again at this recent uh, RCGP. He came. We've been talking on Facebook. He likes what you do. He's like, man, Max is all about aerodynamics. I like that. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um, he likes what JQ does. He he talked to JQ for so long, and he says this guy everything. I think this is one of the biggest companies. Everything that JQ says crosses over in the full scale Wow. Like, yeah,
0: that that's why I think it's sort of uh why i think it's weird that we don't have people like jq or me who are looking at setup and tuning in a more scientific approach like all the sort of people who are known for setup or anything inside rc it's not really for anything scientific it's just like feeling and their opinions and stuff whereas me and jq we sort of both have the same idea about solving things and it's like looking at the facts and then trying to come up with a solution so and that's exactly why it, it transfers to full scale because it's a car it's it, it has the same physics so yeah it works like that then going like i mean i'm studying at school i'm calculating physics every day so it's nothing sort of new to me but i wish more people in rc appreciated it and i think the fact that i i've yet to hear anyone say that the invisible speed hasn't helped them massively mm-hmm. <laughs> like like i think people are now starting to realize that oh actually one name i want to mention ray monday he's one of the type of people like us who really mm-hmm. uh gets like you two so, physics yes and, he's good too and he's very good and i i really respect him and what he does in australia right but this is coming from an actual crew chief. like not of a small team yeah,
1: Cowboys okay. motorsports um he he talked to JQ for so long. He he's like, I'd offer him a job right now. That's how much I that's how smart I think he is. And yeah, he uh he had a good time at RCGP. He he bought me this. I he, I was so happy he bought me this. It's like it's really cool. I've always wanted one of these die cast things and die cast NASCAR trucks. I know a guy who used to collect them, the NASCAR. I bought me a cowboy shirt and a nice hat uh from Rowdy. Uh Rowdy <laughs> energy drink. So it's like, "Hey man, you might as well just come up to my shop on the Monday." And I was like, "Okay, I'm not thinking. I'm like, it's still not clicking. Like, oh, I'm pulling up to like Kyle Busch Motorsports shop, mm-hmm. like, and yeah. we go on a full tour. Like, even Mike goes, "Oh man, what what at Kyle Busch Motorsports shop, lefty?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And uh, we <laughs> went on a complete total tour of the place. Um, he was introducing me to people. It felt weird, um, but he was so nice, and he was telling us like about how this all works and how he got started in it. And it's just amazing. the amount of money that uh, Kyle Busch puts into that, all of that is amazing. And the amount of people they employ and these guys are all race car drivers and they're all smart. Like they know yeah. like all this type of stuff. And he's just showing us all the different type of cars that they use. And he's like, yeah, this is our road course truck. This is our oval truck. He's like all these indentions, all that stuff. That's what Max feel like. This is all aerodynamics. And the funny thing is, we ended up geeking out talking about RC most of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I am. Um, it was fun, man. I was just really felt really. I don't get to do that stuff. I didn't even take much pictures. We took one picture, and I was just too busy geeking out because I'm. I'm yeah. I used to follow NASCAR, or not. I haven't for a long time. But it was just a privilege for me to get to a place like that. I think.
0: Oh yeah, and the, the thing is like. It. Even though as Europeans, like, well, you, you are not a European, but generally as, like, we know, we are more into European motorsports here. Like, we give a lot of shit to NASCAR. It is still motorsports. And as a huge fan of motorsports, I, I mean, I, I'd be very happy to go. I mean, next time I'm at the East Coast, I'm definitely trying to.
1: Oh, you would have geeked right her. out in her. You probably oh, would have been over yeah. there asking the chassis yeah. makers all these
0: different questions. Like me, I'm
1: just like, yeah. this is
0: cool. I like yeah. it. And um, yeah, yeah and it was- there's something like there's something nice about just having a like a V8, like, and no traction control, no nothing. We saw like cars. just
1: the setup for his son's go karts.
0: Like, his son's yeah. go kart setup is like got two full time mechanics. They go like mm-hmm. wherever he goes. Yeah, go karts are huge. It's like you can easily spend a hundred grand and you probably yeah. still understand. So under- <laughs> it's, I would like, I always say things like this. Um, so I have a question we're
1: going to answer later on. Uh, remind me to say, Ke- Lefty, what was the question you had? Because I'll probably forget, but it's about which track would you send a celebrity to? Which race would you send a celebrity to? So we'll ask that in a minute. So uh, thank you to Danny for that. I appreciate that. Um, good luck to them this weekend, the race over the championship. And yeah, that was, that was cool to do that. So then on a Tuesday night, I, I went out to dinner with my buddy, Peter Bartel, and um he's he's a guy who is a patron and we've become friends. He's really tall. I, I seem to always have tall friends, like extremely tall friends. And then I look like a zero, obviously, because I'm wide. That comes from my wife. Uh so I have many tall friends. My tallest mean is guy Alex, who's like seven, one. And then it's like, I think yeah. it's Axel, who's second tallest, who's six nine, six something like that. Then Peter's six, seven, six, six. So he's tall, but he's like, so, like big. His hands are like giant. Isn't Joseph like six, six? And then Joseph is like six, six. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all my friends are th- good friends are tall for some reason. Um, So we met him for dinner on the Tuesday night. was me, Mike, and him. Uh, he bought my son like a little Lego toy, which is cool, which isn't going to my son, by the way. I'm going to build it because my son can't build Lego for some reason, but I'll show him. And I gave him, um. I knew he would appreciate this because he's a, a fan of the podcast and we've become friends and he's binge watched all the pods. So we had the old NNRC Cup trophy that I, well, you know, we had great ideas for this, but let's be realistic shipping a 25 pound trophy around, it's yeah. not cheap, you know. Yeah. So, and it's been sitting outside of Mike, so it's got a little rust on it, it looks great, it's patinaed. So we broke it off, broke it off to Stan, and we, I gave it to him. And I think he really would appreciate that because he works with metal. And he was mm-hmm. like, so you're not doing the NNRC Cup? I was like, man, we just, we just got too busy. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it was good that I got to do these things. Then I came home, and then I was just like back to work, you know, right away. So that was kind of like what happened with my my weekend and my my two stories that I wanted to tell before I went on because I really enjoyed that. All right, Max. Uh, enough about that. Let's go on to these a bit. I, I mean, I'm going to do a full recap on RCGP with Joseph, but uh, I just wanted to go over. So I thought that the track was good. Uh, yeah, it was really very nice, super yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Bobby did a good job. Um, the beach RC guys—they done a great job. Man, like they worked them ass their asses off, like Derek and Brent. And then they worked, and it rained, and then it I was like, oh, I just felt for them. But this is like one of the issues that can happen in the south at this time of the year mm-hmm. but after that we had good weather and unfortunately it was a very very light turnout in rc2 i think the rain had a lot to do with that the cost of the race too a little bit there was a lot of racing going on and that's that area like in that immediate this is Carolinas. it's a good weekend lots yeah. of racing going on so some people probably just backed out said i'm not going to spend the money go on to this and not get you know it rained out and they went to races cool. closer to their race to their to their home. Uh unfortunately, like we talked about this, there was no Angaro, no Canas, which was unfortunate. But to be honest, Cole and Aiden were very fun. Aiden was fun. Cole enjoyed it. Hackett was fast. Horse had some speed. Runner for uh Rose was very fast as well.
0: Um. Yeah, back. I think Rose. Rose is like out of the young American talent. He has impressed me the most this year. Uh, I mean, Mason Fuller obviously is the number one, yeah. but like, apart from like, like let's say Pavites, Heckert, um, who else? Brunson. All these guys. I think Rose has been the most impressive this year. Yeah, he's been uh, impressive, and especially like the way he is driven at RCGP rounds. It's yeah, he's definitely done really really well yes also
1: uh aiden i think has really come into his own at rcgp and um, you know mm-hmm. he is a character i love him i, I enjoy his energy Bourne also similar like doesn't like the super bowl hacker was all smiles he was having a good weekend i think yeah. the people that came enjoyed it they got a lot of runtime. i know like uh, they tried to slow down the program a bit on saturday uh fun thing uh Hampus and Pecco, first time, they said they're driven under lights for oh, Friday.
0: Yeah. So, neither, of them, neither of them have, like, that was Pecco's first time in America. In Europe, we never drive under lights. It's like right. very, very rare.
1: Uh, I think kind Falkana, after Saturday and and having the, the loss, you know, on Saturday and not being as fast, he probably put it into, like, Slattery on Sunday, and I was like, "All right, I'm coming out swinging." And then he just put on a show. I don't know. I I don't. I wouldn't say he
0: wasn't fast. He was like, "All right, I'm sorry." 20, if I 20, 20. is gonna be
1: mad at me. I know you're gonna be upset. with me. He wasn't <laughs> as fat He wasn't as dominant as he was sa-
0: Didn't 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 he win the second main on Saturday by like a lap to everyone yes, else? Sorry, yes. sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but um, the the first main start was just horrendous. Right, I mean, he had he issues. He like had some issues. Yeah.
1: So with him, I apologize. He was very fast. Sorry, he was the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Viking. This probably like that. That's he I tell you. Um, yeah. but I think he wanted to prove a point, and like, it, like he just came out there and, dude, like he was just put on. He put on a show, and people just watched
0: him drive. At yeah. like, he's full, at an like he's. Tilt. I I think he's like I don't know what what it is, but he sort of has a lot of, like. He crashes a lot in the start of the mains. He does little, like, I'd say silly mistakes. But like at the Worlds, when he gets into his groove, he just, like, I think he's, like, easily the fastest guy in the world right now. I think he's the most popular racer
1: in the world right now as well.
0: Well, that too. But I think, (laughs) like, when he's in his groove, he's definitely the fastest guy in the world right now. But he needs to sort of find something so he gets the. Like starts working out because right? that's, clear that's he where he is, needs he to get suffered. some better starts. Yeah. I
1: would agree there. I would I just um once again, like I really enjoyed RCGP and the effort that David Ishwood and all the people of RCGP put in and the tracks that come and to the people that came and, and enjoyed it. Um but I still always say it would be so great to have like Mayfield and these guys in there. Maybe one day if it continues to we'll have yeah. that. Um
0: I don't know. I, I also, think I think it's just about like people accepting that we need to work together. Like Yeah, and I I don't know. I feel like right now inside the RC industry, it just seems like everyone hates each other. Like if you're a techno guy or. Uh, well, actually, well, it's worse. Like things it's are tight. Worse, actually, I think techno is like calm down. They don't really have any beef with anyone at, at least. No, they don't I have any of. beef with anybody. They used to have that huge beef with Joseph. or I think it was more years. Joseph had a beef with them. But yeah, Maybe, by, by but I'd say I'd say like right now, <clears throat> like the TLR guys, the HBA guys, the S-Works guys. Like if I just open Facebook, one of those guys is fucking blasted their mouth off to someone else about driving another car or something very very silly. I think. Come on guys, just take it easy with racing RC cars here. <laughs> yeah, um I get what you're saying. Uh also, fact I lost my
1: train of thought her. Uh Yeah, he just so back to Ronofall. He just put on a show like people were impressed with the yeah. car, with the engine. Um RC2 was great. Trent, so Cade burnett was really fast. Like really fast young Georgia guy. He was really good. Probably set the minute and he had a mistake. Um but he has also make it, no sorry, he had a f- glow plug come up. But he's very fast, but he, he has to work on his consistency because mm-hmm. he he kind of gets frazzled as soon as he makes a mistake, he makes another mistake. Mistakes lead to mistakes, mm-hmm. so once he gets that done, he'll be he'll be so much better. And then Trent is like not making any mistakes, so he's going out there and he's driving super consistent, yeah. And so I watched Trent at RCGP and DNC in February and March. And I can see how he's improved in that time. So he's also, but he's also a sign of what he's been doing. He's been racing a lot. He Mm -hmm. goes, he club races a lot, him and his dad and all that guys, they go down to like all out every throughout the weekend. He's racing, also racing 10 scale. He's like in
0: the hobby all the time. And, uh, but I don't think, I don't think, I don't think really, I don't think really, it's just, just that, like, you know, he's, like, obviously, he's put in a lot of work and he's made... But he's mentally maturing bit.
1: in his racing, too. His Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. I think he's a much better driver than he was a year ago. Like, I and mean, you can definitely see he's he's probably the fastest guy in Florida right now, mm-hmm. uh, especially in age, age scale. But I think the Mayako platform, because I'm saying this because I, I had... Because you're biased I, to Mayako? No, no, I'm saying this because I felt the same thing, you know? I I beat everyone in Finland driving an associated. Jona and Pekko drove associated as well, and I beat them. I beat Joseph. I beat all the fast guys in Finland, you know. And that was that wasn't always a given for me, you know. Um, then I switched to my acro, uh and uh, obviously I had I was sick for half of the summer, so the first like I couldn't practice until the last race. So the last race I had what three days of practice before the race? I had four Mm -hmm. days of practice all summer, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I had three of those were before the last finish race. And I pretty much like after five minutes, I was like ten seconds ahead. And since after that, I just like my dad said like, oh the gaps 10 seconds, like I could just like pick up the speed a bit. Then it was fifteen and then the others behind me would crash. Sort of that sort of confidence in like the car and being fast. I've never really felt before. With right. The, with okay. A, with so, what you're saying, you car. feel
1: comfortable with the car?
0: Yeah. And these I guys think... have way more time on the car than you. So. Oh yeah. So I, they... I, have had like, I've had uh, four, five liter, you know, cans of fuel that I've run with this car. That's twenty liters of fuel I ran with Mayako. I think twenty, twenty mm-hmm. or twenty-five. And I can beat Jonah Hart and Pekko even and like straight up quite easily, actually. So ooh, I think ooh, Mac, Max is throwing yeah. the
1: gauntlet on. he's challenging yeah. JQ's new Padawan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that.
3: Uh, yeah. So,
1: yeah, I was really impressed with him. And I think maybe a lot of it, like some of it has to do with the car as well as just him yeah. putting in the work. I think, and, I
0: think, I think it's sort of like with this car. If you get comfortable yourself, you get much more out of it. You know, with yeah. other car, if you get comfortable, you hit a ceiling. You know, the car, the car will always have those issues. Like with Associated, I I had these issues and I, I was I couldn't solve them, and I I knew how I would solve them, mm-hmm. but I mean, it wasn't like I could just change the setup. I would have to change the style of the car. With right. Miyako, I just like I haven't hit a ceiling yet, and I'm already doing much better than I did with the JQ or the Associated. Okay, so that's that. why I think I think the car being so balanced it allows as a driver to develop more and develop into the best driver you can be because the car is balanced you can do whatever really you want with the car just you need to pick a direction and go with that one. So even though yes obviously uh I would like the car to my, be the best car because I run for it but I truly believe that it is the best car right now out there, and I think shameless the fact,
1: plug, boo, dude, you you did some, ser- yeah, that was good
0: though. I yeah, it. but but the thing is, like, if uh, I if I left Mayako today and started driving for S Works, I would still say Mayako is the best car. But I would I'd say probably if I developed S Works, it would be better than Mayako in let's say five years, unless Joseph has some things in his bag that I don't know about. But yeah, um. All right. So you've uh, you had pure science mail on that, but I understand.
1: Yeah. Uh, but congratulations to him. And I talked to Trent and I hope, uh, like I said, this is a step, you know, in the right direction and you've, you can see all your hard work is paying off. And I said, now, mm-hmm. now comes the hard part. Like this is, this is the hard part where people have to understand this. Like there are small increments of getting better, especially in the, in the, in the faster class that those come mm-hmm. very small, you know, where in the oh, other classes, definitely. you know, sportsmen, you maybe jump like that, then intermediates a little smaller. But when you get to that pro class, the, yeah. the level becomes higher. So now okay. I would, I, and I just told him, I said, keep racing uh, and work on still staying comfortable, but getting those tenths of seconds somewhere.
0: Yeah. The thing is like, I'd say almost anyone with the right coaching can get into 1 second of Ongaro or on on lap time almost okay. anyone like unless you're like a 50 year old yeah like sorry it's not it's it's a bit too late for you but if you're like a 20 year old guy you can get into 1 second of Ongaro Ronopok if you have the right car right coaching but that last second that's what makes the difference you know that's what Yeah it's, it's a you lot in that second that's a lot
1: there, in, in that second it's, it's to not catch like
0: up. From two second to one second, it's just like, like two weeks, two months of practice, like with proper, you know, guiding and skill, like proper guiding and effort. But that last second is like two years, to four years of practice with like. And a lot he of work. Be talented, it's yeah. a lot of work, and um also happy birthday to Trent.
1: He actually went uh funny. He he won that race on his birthday. He went twenty two as well. So happy okay, birthday nice. to him. I hope to see him at DNC next year. Um. All right, so going to wrap this up with RCGP. RCGP Loves RC2 was a hit again, but this one was a little div- more difficult to get people to participate. So I had to go around and get people to do it. A lot of people were shy. They didn't want to do it, Um, but we got them to do it. I think the pro drivers did it like like Joe Bornholz was like, oh, I, I finally get to drive a Mayako. Everybody that did it had a blast. They got within one minute of their time. One second, they dropped a the second off their best lap time from previous... in in that race, and everybody left his smiles, like Salty Joe got to go with Peko, I think, and he was like, we almost won, and then um, I think Spencer Hackett and his other gentleman, I think it was Connolly, Mr. Connolly. he won, but the people that, like, there were some people that came, I want to do RCGP, loves RC2. Like, that's a good thing. I know I'm not going to be good enough to do anything else, but I want to do that. And the people that went and did it, they had a great time. I think it was one thing that's come out of RCGP that's really good, and I, I would love to see more tracks do it would be that because i really think it's a great yeah. concept and um i think brent liked it a lot too and uh maybe he'll in, uh include it in his masters of that he said he was thinking about it this year but it was just a little too late um otherwise than that it was a the low corona was a good event uh s works put on a good show s works is definitely growing in that area mm-hmm. um be, you know btrc is the is a distributor so you can see a lot of people are switching over that uh, used to run other cars are now switching over. So that's good to see. It's starting to get some traction. Uh, we saw that they're really focused on ten scale as well with the world's coming up. So with that said, we're going to talk about masses of Dirt real quick. But we have to hear some word from uh, companies that advertise from uh, and advertise with us. And one of those companies is TNR Fuels. And here at the NNRC, we're all about that glory. And that glory is nitro. TNR fuels is the hottest fuel on the market, owned and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. The fuel is currently available throughout the USA and he does provide international shipping. For more information to support the company or to purchase a fuel, visit them at www.tnrfuels.com or contact Chris Nelson directly at Chris at tnrfuels.com by, via email. Find them on House of RC or Facebook. Also, they have their A Main Challenge coming up. It's, uh, I think it's the second to last weekend or last weekend in January. I just saw they, they put their pamphlet up, their banner. It's a great race. He gives away a lot of stuff. Shout out to Chris Nelson, all he does for RC. We greatly appreciate your support here at the uh, No Name RC podcast. All right, Max. So I do not gonna go too deep into masses of dark because to be honest uh i did a whole podcast before an hour with lucas about this um but i just want to go over my general feelings about this so um brent picked me up and mika from the airport well he picked me up and then we managed to pick mika up from charlotte international i got to go down i got to know mika i didn't realize he's so young for some reason i thought he's older nice guy from germany nice young man from germany um but lives in Austria, you know, typical European young man, you know, like what I've gotten used to. Um, So he was going on to masters that, you know, this racer, Brent's been him, telling me about it for a long time. Uh, Many people have told me how much they like it and how much fun it is because it's a party as well as a race. Uh, This year, I think he went in, I, I was talking to him and it's like, well, being as you're going to RCDP, you might as well stay and come to this race, and I think Chris Sarkis did the same thing, because we actually roomed together, and I finally got, to, and it was like, man, you should get uh, somebody introduce to some coverage for this race, I think that's the next step you need to get to, and he did, he got Danny in there from WRCE, uh, who also Danny does all my intros and all that stuff for me, um, and he came, so I, got, I finally got to meet him, he was there, and man, I must say, he did a, a damn good job for uh, one, one one man team, but uh, the track was great. Lucas done a great job, and the people that built the track, it uh, it had I don't know if you watch any of it, Max, but it had jumps to separate mod and stock, and then even in the four wheel drive main, Aiden Horn was able to send it like and do it every lap up the stairs that nobody else was doing, and it helped him out. So I like that. Uh, it was I enjoyed the track. Good job to those guys. Um, but it was a great race, man. I got to. The 10 skill guys let me into their world. Some of them listened to this podcast. I was surprised to find out a lot of them knew who the pod, where the podcast was and all that type of stuff. I got to meet all these new stock guys that I'm geeking out over because there's a whole bunch of competition in there. And now I look at stock as just another class like Truggy or E-Buggy, not uh, a level class. Does that make sense? It's not like Sportsman Intermediate. It can easily have those type of classes in it because that's how good. I don't want to see that, but. Lots of competition there. Um, I, it, this race was stacked, so it had all the best ten scale races in America. Besides like Mayfield and Tasman, because any people they were missing are like guys like maybe like David Bada and Warner Crime. But great race, great atmosphere. People were smiling. Um, they had the pits were full, pits outside were full. Like everybody was having fun. It really was a good time. They had um, so Friday they had a uh, fireball race where they, it's like a party. So you run in like a keg of beer, two kegs of beer and like alcohol for everybody. So everybody parties. Um, and that's part of this race. Like, so they had a fireball race where they have slashes and, you know, it was like the TLR guys or the on take shots with fireball, all this type of stuff. I didn't stay for the, the whole time. Uh, I left early because I was like, I have work to do tomorrow. I cannot get messed up. So um, that was all fun, man. And, Then the next day, Brent also, and they have lunch for everybody. So they provided lunch for everybody. And not like rice with just, it was good. There's rice and beans and stuff. And it was good, Um, you know, to sop up all the alcohol that people drank the night before. And people just raced. The longest day was that day, um, qualifying day. And we did two qualifiers. We got around nine. And I have to say this. So this is the first time I've worked with Scotty, like directly. Usually when I go to these races, God is like tucked away in a, like I know, like it's tucked away somewhere where you can't see him because he's watching the race on the screen. So I watched him come in, set up, get to work, not take very little breaks, like just a machine, like do his job, RDing, keeping the program flowing, trying to work with us as we did our interviews down below, you know, and then like, hey, Keenan, you got to speed it up or whatever. And I was, it was truly professional. I enjoyed it. He works hard. And just everybody that was involved with this race worked their asses off. And I have to give Brent a lot of credit for what he done. I'm glad I was able to go. Um, they had like a hooligan race on Saturday. Raised the whole, Like somebody won that. It was like a crazy race. They had a, like, we had all these obstacles. We talk about that. Parson won like $1,300 because they raised the pot to, to make that money. And then I really enjoyed the whole Masters of Mod, Masters of Stock thing, where... You have to win. It's They take your best three classes, so you have to run three classes to win this. Mm-hmm. And then each class is tiered differently, two-wheel drive being the highest tier in points. <clears throat> Rivkin was fast all weekend. Fenn was making mistakes. Um, Rivkin, uh, and, like, just a lot of guys were fast, though. Like, Aiden was fast. Um, Tater was fast at times. You know, Dustin Evans was fast in truck. Man, it was great. And then the stock class then last were so fast. Like Brandon Schimmer was fast as fuck. Like his car was just really good. And then you got to see some motor was fast, and you got to see the difference. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I got to see all of this. I got to meet new people, a lot of short course trucks. And then they had 10-minute mains, ever bump-ups, which I liked. And dude, a lot of people left by the end of the mains on sunday but a lot of people just hung around and watched and i just really had a good time it's good to see this race getting some exposure i think it's one of the best 10 early 10 race i've been to that's that big so far but the atmosphere was good yes it was still serious but it was fun and uh kudos to everybody that went there everybody i met showed me some love because i had a blast and thank you to brent for getting me there you would have enjoyed this, even with the standing on of tires and all that stuff was good.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe someone could have done my tires, but track looked cool. <laughs> I really like the banked stuff on the back and jump looked pretty cool. So, yeah, track was nice. I think, I can't remember if I ever drove at Mod, but, I mean, driving at, you know... Myrtle Beach. Uh, yeah, Myrtle Beach, but driving at, like, indoor dirt is usually pretty fun just the tire part is, is that yeah but i mean it, it
1: wasn't that bad and the grip came up amazingly like yeah. where um and you could just I, see I think
0: they don't they like sugar it or nope something? nothing just water. nothing, nothing. they just have okay. really good so maybe it's, yeah maybe it's just rubber, rubber and, um on, on
1: so i was just fun like and i met so many new people man i got met rc vitals met him he yeah. was geeking out on your channel. He's like, man, I really like what Max does. And he uh he likes you. And um, I just kept going into the hobby shop all the time. And I had a little time. And I felt like a little kid every time I walked in there. And um, just like, oh, I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. Like making this mental list of things I want that I can't afford. Like a, a Baja. A Baja Super Ray 2.0. That would Horizon, be actually pretty
0: nice. If Horizon's listening, I'd hobby. like
1: one of them. Or Traxxas slash if you're listening Traxxas, no, they not a slash. A, uh, XRT a or Sledge. Sledge. I'd like to get hint, hint, hinting armor maybe armor car armor 8s. I like
0: hint. Yeah, right. I get. I awesome think the comparison. 6s. I like the 6s armors better. Like the Kraydon. Holy shit, that car is fun.
1: I get 6s just easy on batteries too. Um, yeah. great, great time, man. I had such such good fun. I, I ruined it with Chris. It was good to talk to him. Did you know that Chris used to be a World of Warcraft European team manager? Like, that's what he used to do for a living. Really? Yes. That's pretty big. So, thing. he's traveled to Korea to compete. Yeah. Um, he ran all of uh, Europe. He used to help develop the game. He's flown over to, like, Irvine, California. He did this for... Yeah, he was a World of Warcraft guy, and he was really good.
0: Yeah. I did not know that's, this, but... that's Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. And he actually started RC with Adrian Bartine back in the day. He was a couple years older than him. So it was good. We drove up. uh, So I had to rent a car on the Sunday evening. And then we drove up to Charlotte. I left him at the airport. And then Mike picked me up. I spent two days. There's two last days in Charlotte. And I came home Wednesday afternoon. So I had a blast. Honestly, my uh, thank you to Corey Humphreys. He was like my neighbor right here. And he was providing me with water all weekend. Like I left you just get what you want from water. And he's just talking. And um, yeah, man it was, it was, I am I am a fan of 10 scale now I am really geeking out over it It, it gives me so much more to talk about I understand it now, I see it See the speed, these, these spec mod cars Are going
0: They're fast, dude I don't know, 10 scale is nice But it's not, it's not as fun as 8 scale for sure.
1: No, Nitro is still the glory But it was nice not mm-hmm. to have to worry about exhaust fumes And okay, it was a little bit of dust
0: Tiny, tiny bit of yeah. dust.
1: Okay, the the and even I will be honest. The um, the sauce fumes was not bad because they saw Yeah, so it was not bad. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not that
0: bad. But it's I didn't like even smell it. The they had the doors but...
1: open, like yeah, all the and then air like...
0: coming in. So yeah, it's just I just don't like sauce. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I don't just know what it is, like, but it's just I, something I'm that's going to happen. So yeah, just accept I'm, it. I'm like. I don't know. I drove ten scale for the first time in two years. Uh, what was it? Two days ago. I mm-hmm. did the one pack at a track I was building right now. So it's fun, but it's it's quite boring compared to eight scale. Like I don't know what it is. I just maybe I'm getting too old. No, maybe. But I think it helps with your eight
1: scale stuff as well.
0: You're, oh, for sure.
1: For you're sure. driving. Yeah. And man, it is it is definitely alive. And that stock class is. Huge man. And them guys are like good. Them young guys are good at each other. It was great. Congratulations to Rivkin. He won it overall. And uh Brennan Schimmel. And Brennan Schimmel says he's moving up to mod next year. So that's gonna be interesting to see. And the good thing about this was um I got to work with Danny. Uh and I'm kinda I'm going, so I learned a lot from RCGP. And I've learned, you know, from Nick and those guys. I don't never can do what those guys do, but I learned little things so like interviewing people that's something I wanna get better at like at like after race interviews and stuff like that. So with that said Danny Chavez from uh he's doing the Florida Carpet Championships contacted me on the Friday of it and says he we talked at the worlds but they well you know I wouldn't have known if they were serious him and TJ he said Mammy won't you hear for Florida Carpet Champs? So I was like all right well, I have to ask my wife first because literally <laughs> but like we need you here for the Tuesday and we want to do, they want to do a whole bunch of pre-recording and stuff like that. That's great. So they want to take them. That's good. They want to take the media side of it serious as well as the race side. So Danny done a great job. He's done a great job with them before. So we're going to work together. So I fly out on the 16th, um, which is a Tuesday fly to Miami, get there. Danny picks me up. We go to Orlando to the race, do a bunch of work Wednesday. I fly home Monday, home for two days, drive down to Santo Domingo, fly to Peru, meet Joe Q and JQ and Robert there sometime that day on the 24th. And then I saw a three-week tour of South America. So I had to get permission from my wife. I'm not going to lie. Because she's already like, you're yeah, in the States for two weeks, you're coming home, you're going back for another week, then you're coming home and going for two days and going away for three weeks. But I'm blessed. I'm fortunate. So I got to take these opportunities when it happens.
0: For sure. that's That's the thing, like, Maybe some other time, it doesn't happen. So when it happens, it happens. It does.
1: All right, Max. Um, I think that's it. I know I ran on a little too long on those things, but kind of <laughs> had to. So this week's RC news is brought to you by High Tech RCD, who is a leader in RC systems, delivering the highest performance of reliability supported by a dedicated customer service personnel. The HSBC 938TH1 service, as well as the DB778WPs, are manufactured with the high technology with industrial servo straight industrial servo innovation. The RDX2 Pro charger right here. There is the box. I use it personally. Can charge two, four cell packs in just 45 minutes or less. I'm also charging six cell packs. It can all be controlled from your phone with their Bluetooth bundle, which makes it really cool. Trust in high tech, your server and charger headquarters. Visit hightechrcd.com slash where to buy for your nearest high tech dealer, retailer. Also, if you get them, buy some, just slip in the notes. Hey, I heard about it from the, uh, no name RC podcast. All right, Max. So. I know I ran on a little bit on my travels, but hey, it was fun. So RC News. Um, real quick. So we did have some races while we was gone. No of note was I, I I'm sure there were some American races that were of note as well. But Red GP with Ongaro. You you got in your notes here. Ongaro suffering from the world's curse.
0: Yeah, that's what I put down. But I mean Yeah, he didn't he had suffered a technical at his own race. Now here another technical finished fifth. Yep. Like that's the that's that's the world's curse. It's like obviously it's not like he's not fast anymore. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. he's probably still just as fast as he was at the worlds, but it's just like I don't know what it is, but then you win the worlds, it's like you just suffer from silly.
1: Add that to the top twenty-five and dropping in the ranks in the top twenty-five, yeah. and that oh, just wow. setting it on posted, fire even more.
0: Yeah, I posted on Facebook that picture, and then Mayako Magic. Oh my! Oh gosh. my god! Like you triggered people. Fucking tens of Italians, all AE fanboys went there, and oh yeah, yeah it's like obviously that means a lot to them. It it does. I think it's it's like hard for people to sort of uh, agree that there are many ways to look at success and many ways to rank people Mm -hmm. so this list i think this is the best way to explain it this list is just a way to analyze data and then to predict their future success and now we can agree or disagree whatever what you think about it that it it is accurate or it is not accurate, but I have I've been one of the most critical <laughs> voices like about this, but I have had to accept the fact that the list is pretty accurate in long term. It, mm-hmm. it mo- like I can't remember if it was twelve or thirteen cars out of fifteen cars were inside the top fifteen uh, at the world in twenty eighteen like so okay. top 25 RC pretty much predicted the whole top fifty, not in order but mm-hmm. the people inside there and yes there are some issues like people who race just specific events or Kyle McBride or someone who barely races anywhere outside from their region for obvious reasons obviously or like Burakilic who has had technicals at the Euros who wasn't on the list until recently after the Worlds so yes there, there are obvious issues on the list but I think we just have to accept that it is the best we got. I do think they can make it better. I think like from an obvious technical, the sort of hurt of points shouldn't be as high as it is mm-hmm. because, and I think like something like F1 power rankings are pretty accurate. I do I think they, they do a quite a good job. And so taking some aspects of that could be good uh, too. But yeah, yeah, my sort of message to everyone is: Please don't take it that seriously. It's yeah. just like it's yeah. We can discuss it, but yeah, it's you don't a need talking to get point about it. Exactly, it's, it's, it's uh, something to. Talk oh man, about. the Italians were
1: upset. They were really upset. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I get it. it
0: too because, like, I get it. Like the way Europeans are seen in America is like before the world's. Like I bet, like most of the Americans were like, oh, yeah, Fendon, Mayfield, they're going to win it. Right. They, 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 heard they... Us,
1: they might have heard of the Killicks and these guys because we talk about yeah. them a lot, but now they see yeah. it. So they've it's yeah. been, what we said has been verified, Uh, been mm-hmm. just, you know, I agree with you. Um, I love, I, the top 25 always is a very, especially when something like that happens, it just makes for a very great yeah. conversation <laughs> point. And man, it always garners a lot of uh comments. And I was talking to Rick about it and it's like, he just I, I said, you don't get ever tired of just explaining how it works. He says, No, I just do it. And I say, like, okay. Yeah. Um yeah. moving on. So yeah, Polito won that. Uh, congratulations mm-hmm. to Polito. Maybe a lot of people don't know who Polito is, but he was on the cost for making the main as well. I think he made his semis.
0: Um yeah, it, driver. Mm-hmm. Polito is like it's hard to explain him because he doesn't go to all of the races, mm-hmm. but he goes goes to like a lot of smaller European races where people like Canas and Onaro and pretty much all the fast guys go to, but it's not like the, as of the same reputation as like... Right, something. I get what you mean. But, but he definitely, I'd say he's the second fastest Italian uh right now like if you look at all the races he goes to. Yes, like Marufola is faster than him, is more experienced. Same with mm-hmm. Bertone. But if you look at sort of, like, because I follow a lot the Italian scene. Polito almost every time finishes on the podium. But right. Bertone that's and Barucho. That's Barucho that's have their issues and, and stuff like that. So he's like, yeah, he's just missing the name recognition at this point, to be honest. I would I would agree there.
1: All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, the, the DR race uh, at David Ranafau's Arena. He uh he sent me some pictures. This track looked really good. He put a lot of work well, into it. Yeah. Banner placement was great. And he teases me and goes, where's the NNRC banner? I was like, I know I have to work on that. But <laughs> um yeah, man, he had like all his trophies up. The track looked good. It had like the, the green inlay. He had uh, Willick there, Hagberg, Orlowski, Reinhardt, JQ, went. JQ's goal was not to finish last. He didn't, by the way. But um man, Orlowski carved these guys up. Like, he
0: was yeah. fast
1: in practice, fast, TQ'd, like, every round, yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, I think and he then... pretty much won everything except for the first main where Mark took him out. Okay. So he he was on his game. I think Mark closed in at the sort of last, like, in the mains, he, they were pretty similar speed, I'd say. But, yeah, it was pretty much, I think it was uh, Orlowski, Wilk, Mark, um who was it at fourth? Um, Hagberg? Oh, yeah, obviously. Hagberg was fourth, and then Pekko was fifth. Oh, Ronnefok right. yeah, Runa- finishing sixth. So, like, pretty well for Schumacher with uh, Orlowski winning Pekko in fifth. So, I think their touring card is better than people expect. I think it's just they don't really have, they haven't really found the sweet spot for mm-hmm. setup for every single track, but for. A lot of times they seem to be quite, quite well. So you,
1: you, 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 what are your thoughts on Reinhardt? You think he's getting older and then you have the OG shocks versus the AWE shocks.
0: Yeah. So I think it's interesting where we sort of had a situation where everyone was like, okay, it's game over. Automatic is by far the best car. Mm -hmm. But right now it's like X-Ray dominated the world's. Uh Yokomo was like really really good at the Worlds. Well, I forgot then, about
1: your Yokomo rant the other day.
0: Yeah, and then then Schumacher has provided like been good, like had good results. So yes, you could argue that if Austin Maddox had Bruno, they would also win everything. Mm-hmm. But I think Mark is still a good enough driver, although I I do have to say he's—he seems to be getting old. I don't know he—he he might prove me wrong soon. Oh but he boy! Seems no, to automatic
1: sponsorship in your future.
0: Um, <laughs> no, but it's not. I think, like, obviously, automatic is still the most impressive car because okay. of how it made a new concept work and how it's still. I'd still say it's the best car for a regular customer, you know, because it's you just. Set it up once and it always works, but I do. Th- I, I'm still sort of because I w- I was off the impression at one point that okay, every other brand is going to have to figure something out with shocks, but they okay. ha- they didn't and they still are up and there. they're still
1: beating. They're still winning.
0: Yes, they are still winning. So I think I think this is really good for touring. Um, and uh, yeah, it's that battle is interesting. But I do have to say, I, I think. Reinhardt has lost the sort of touch of it a bit. I, I could be wrong, but that's sort of the, uh, that's sort of the, what you call it. I can I can sort of feel it, but I don't, mm. I can't prove it.
1: Well, how about Ronafalk? Paco was good here. Uh, mm-hmm. in a class that, I almost think like Paco just needs to pick a couple of classes and stick to, and No, Not them.
0: really. I I think okay. like. The thing about him is he he is talented in that way that he can do almost anything. You know, like obviously he needs to practice more eight scale so just so he gets his program together. But like ten scale and touring and and fifth scale, those are like the classes that you don't really need to have that strong of a package. You just need to be comfortable with the car and you can win if you're good enough. You know, okay. those are okay, okay. Touring is a bit different but touring is also very race specific. So you Mm -hmm. can go to uh, one track and you're really fast. And then another track, right, right, right. I get that. I get that.
1: All right. Um, let's move on. Uh, I, I, this happened a while back. Um, but Wally, Wally builds, he's, he's going to work again for associated. Uh, I think this is a great move for him. Um, I know, like, while he's good people, he was trying to get Wally builds going and, and do, he was doing so much different stuff. Then he went, you know, obviously, he went Mahaka, then he left there, then he went TLR. And like, he just wasn't, you know, you can see like, he's like, I want to do this and I want to do that. He has great ideas and he wants to do good things, but it's really hard to make money in RC. And especially now, like, everybody's doing builds. Like, remember, mm. remember when Wally started, he was kind of like the only one. Yeah. I
0: just saw Brandon Rose. Out yeah, he, he's
1: Asian. advertising for it. So, like everybody's trying to yeah. get on that build hustle, and I understand that. Um, I know he moved up like to the desert out of SoCal and that it got a track and he's gonna do private lessons and all this stuff. But I think it's a great move for him. This is where he kind of started. He worked at AE. Uh he I think I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him too much. I just congratulated him, but I think it's set up where he kind of doesn't have to go in as much, just once he's gonna be doing marketing so. He gets to go out, do stuff, promote AE. He's doing already immediately battle with the cars. Uh, Cause I just have to say right now, SoCal racing is booming. There's two places right now where racing's booming: SoCal and it's Florida. So SoCal racing, you can go racing on Tuesday night. But I think you could go Wednesday. I think you could go Wednesday at Revelation. You can go Friday at the Dart. Then there's some race somewhere at like either. Uh, it's a Saturday race at either some place like Santa Barbara, Thunder Alley. The, the, you know, some place that right mm-hmm. now, eight scale racing is booming. If you want to go and, you know, be a part of a hot scene, that's where it they just had a big race at CTRC, Martin's Cup, like a backyard race. And then in Florida, you know, you got Dean's All Out in all these races. You got that Lance's uh, RC Florida Championship booming. So good move for Wally. Good to see him. I like Wally. I want to see him stay in RC in that capacity because I think he has good yeah. ideas. And he could be a good spokesperson for that.
0: Yeah, but also like, like L.A., like especially SoCal. It's like that's like California is the fourth biggest economy in the world. Like, as the state, California is the fourth biggest economy. So it's bigger than Germany as a country. So, like, only only countries in front of it are China and and Japan, and then the United States, obviously. So that's uh, like to put it into perspective, that's probably why RC is so booming there. It's, it's a very wealthy area. People can afford racing. And yeah. So I think, yeah, I just wish it was a little bit less expensive to live there, but yeah. So to to, I'm just, just happy for him advantages. on
1: that, on that sense. Um, Even just Florida right now. Um, So I was talking to Mike Walker and just people in Florida right now. It's just moving. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I think there's two spots, are two spots oh, where RC sure. happens all year round. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. Florida has the rain, California gets a little colder, but those are the two states where you get there, there's a lot of tracks. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's racing all year round, and I think there are two of these this regions that are booming right now
0: for RC. Yeah, I think it's it's like the perfect location for RC because it's it's not too hot where, mm-hmm.
3: like, but Florida can be during just, the summer.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's not, it's not like it's a desert, you know? Yes, it, yes. It's like, it's still, like, livable, but it's still, you know, like, gotcha. nice enough. Nice enough you I can get it, it, I around. get it. All right. Um, so,
1: you had some notes here about some cars. AE Truggy, new RC8T4. You say, yeah. Buggy Body is officially new Truggy Body. Let's have a silence yeah, five think, seconds for OG Truggy Body.
0: Yeah, so, my point here is, like, I think... Like we have like if you're still crying about the bruggy buddy, you're you just missed missed it, you know, it's it's <laughs> over now. It's like now I don't think any I, I've I've yet to see any brand like be like, hey, we're releasing a chuggy and it's not gonna have a bruggy buddy. <laughs> like every single chuggy released this year has had a bruggy buddy. Roar hasn't done anything about it to make it illegal. BRCA did make it illegal but right now that no brand is producing regular bodies anymore, it's I think hard, they're going to yeah. have, they're going to have to revert to like going the broggy way. So yeah, it's just like, yeah, I, am it's only silent five seconds because like who gives a shit really? So yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's our five seconds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. that's uh,
1: CPX designs. I saw an interview with this. It was in Italian. I didn't really understand it. Rush Pictor Pictor five. Uh, it's, it's
0: Swiss, I think. It's Swiss or is it Swiss? It's around there. It's okay. around there. It's. I it's thought Italian, maybe. I don't know what they are, but I think it might be even like from Luxembourg or like Liechtenstein. I, I oh no, it's from Liechtenstein. I think so. Okay. I'm not sure. Somewhere around there. Uh, so basically, what it is, it's. Uh, it's an evolved version of the Pictor Rush 2. So they, they mm-hmm. use the similar philosophy in the shock design. So basically what you do is you raise the shock from the arm, you lean it down from the tower, and mm-hmm. you keep the movement of the shock very similar, but the shocks are very laid down. So that's basically the idea they're trying to do. And it is interesting and definitely something uh other branch probably should look into as well. Um but wasn't Pictor originally French? I I think it was French. I don't really know, but it's it's okay. I think they're a bit all around. Like some of them okay. are French, some of them are from like I think they signed,
1: like didn't they sign like a top driver at one point? Didn't they sign like Jason Ashton? I wanna
0: say. I think so. I don't know. I, it's not but it's a different company from Pictor. but I think they okay. just follow. Bought some of the molds, or okay, no? I I have no actual knowledge of that, but I I suspect because they use some of the same parts that was on the Pictor, okay. and it's called the Rush Three. So it's a, and the Pictor was Rush Two, but that car definitely looks interesting. uh I think the geometry seems pretty standard, so uh I think if they just set it up right, it could be a really fast car. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's nice that they're trying something new, and I, I think if they can sort of provide a good uh, supply of the cars, they might even get a space in the... Like, they might earn their space in H-Scale. Okay. But the next brand I wrote down called Sparko. Yeah,
1: this popped up um, on my feed, too.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's an Asian brand, uh, and they're coming out with an H-Scale buggy. That's all we really know at this point. Uh, I got to say I'm a bit... I, I I gotta say, I would be very, very surprised if it's something interesting. Um, okay. I, I, think just, very I think it's put just very one of those. It. Yeah, it's just like they have released a few like um, sneak peek pictures, but you really haven't seen the car, or at least I haven't seen any proper pictures of the car yet. But I think they're another Team C, uh, SOAR brands like this you know another one of uh one of those uh one of those brands that don't really add anything to the market but they just hire get a few 30 percent off guys and and try to make it that way but i could be wrong and they could be doing something interesting and that's definitely what i wish it, it, i mean i'd be very happy to yeah but it's, it's a chassis with,
1: market like on already, but I don't mind
0: it actually i'm I'm okay. fine, like even a e stopped producing touring cars because they couldn't compete, so like let's imagine a situation where they can't compete in eight scale market I mean, yeah, then they just go away in eight scale they just focus on tenth scale like it's not impossible no, you know? I agree, I agree, but, but um... like I just want that the brands that have traction in our industry actually provide some value. they are not just copying and they're not just you know uh producing cars for producing sake you know okay um that's all the news
1: i have oh speaking of chassis uh Castor has been making a comeback as well i was talking to the guy uh chris figueredo figueredo i think it is is in florida <clears throat> just electric cars but uh i've i remember when Castor was going going hot maybe maybe some years ago i think he was a part of that i've talked to him briefly um so I think that's it, Max. We're going to go on to some BRC Bench Racing questions, and then we're going to mm-hmm. come back for some silly season analysis or talk, and I'm going to ask the big question, and then that will be it. So uh, thank you, everybody, for the BRC questions. Thank you to BRC and Brent for all their support. We're going to answer your questions right now as soon as I find the ad for that. There we go. BeachRC.com. The Racers' one stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Luxe Fuels, and Assault RC Performance products. So fill up your cart and check out at beachrc.com today. All right. So thank you to Beach RC for all their continued support. Brent and Lucas. uh, Lucas actually joined me for the Masters of Dart recap. Um, Also, we have an affiliate link for this. If you guys can go check that out, use it. Helps us out a lot. Uh, The link is
0: posted in the written description of this podcast.
1: So Max, we're going to start it out real quick. <clears throat> Remember, I'm putting yeah. a time limit on your questions, no super. Yeah, we science, gotta but... we
0: gotta do this in like four minutes or my girlfriend will whack me dead. Yeah. So <laughs> question for both of you guys.
1: This is from our Discord. What makes a track a C hub track or pillowball track? What are the characteristics we're talking about?
0: I don't think that is a thing anymore. Uh I think it's little bit of KPI versus a lot of KPI. I don't think it's worth it to go to zero KPI anymore. If you're running on indoor clay, let's say you're running an eight scale at OCRC or massive dirt track, yeah, then go with uh, like a TLR with uh, no rear, like positive rear offset and uh, really aggressive, uh, no KPI front end.
1: Okay. But well, there's nothing specifically in any tracks that makes it a little different. Like we would say, like they would say that. Uh, Barcelos is a pillow ball track. Was it because it was high traction and the car's just able to rotate faster around If the Yeah, it's,
0: it's basically like that. if you go fast enough, you always want to drive a pillow ball car because it's it's so much more calm and and like it gives you so much more forgiveness. The C-Hub is like if you drive at walking speeds, then it's good because you have more sort of push in the front the front end is more aggressive but as soon as the speeds pick up even a bit i don't think there is like you obviously you can make a Hub car work but i don't see a benefit anymore in c Hub.
1: okay uh we're gonna go into our facebook questions first one from peco you're gonna answer this real quick why is max trying to be a budget jq
0: well the answer is that i'm not uh Joseph just thinks I'm budget JQ because he thinks like he's the shit. Obviously I've learned a lot of what I've learned from him and I respect him quite highly in terms of setup. But the actual thing is that um, I'm, I'm a very different type of person JQ. For example, Joseph doesn't know shit about aerodynamics, which is one of the things I focused a lot on. Mm-hmm. Joseph doesn't really think outside the box much he's very sort of inside the box type of guy but the things he does he does them good he he sees issues and he fixes them i'm i'm similar but i can oversee some issues if i can find solutions that overpower them and that's what we do differently uh in terms of designers or whatever say so that guys would set up and also, I'm not as much of an asshole, even though I played the arrogant role on the podcast. <laughs> That's like, for
1: true. You are definitely not yeah. an asshole like him. Like, also, I just wanted to say yeah, that Pecco okay. is a very good driver, and JQ is very scared of him because Pecco beats him up. So, like, when they were, we had a few drinks on the Sunday, and Pecco threw him in the trees, and JQ seems to like that. Check out yeah. Pecco also put him in a headlock and slammed him on the, on the ground, on the top yeah. of the driver's stand. And Yeah, Pecco,
0: Pecco is like a big weak, farm
1: right? boy handling yeah. reindeer and hay.
0: And he just grabs <laughs> JQ like. Yeah, even though Pekka is young as fuck, he's quite big for his age. He's, like, strong. In terms of, he's like, strong. He's strong and big. And but one thing I wanted to add add to the thing is that if you are one of those people who say, "Oh, Max is just an arrogant prick," please message me or call me on Facebook Messenger or something and uh, I'll speak to you that's something jk would never do and that's i think the biggest difference and
1: you do explain setup up to people a lot and take a lot of time yeah, to explain I, to people i'm like, like i'm
0: happy to talk to people who hate me you know i don't mind like i ha- i don't have the capability to be mad at anyone and you can ask my girlfriend that <laughs> all right uh,
1: Connie Spencer, 10 scale scoring was the biggest class at one point before 10 scale Offered was the biggest. Do you think 8 scale offer will remain the biggest class? Or do you see a change in any other class taking over the five years from now? Offer versus Offer, Nitro versus Electric, 10 versus 8 scale. Um, I think it ebbs and flows. I think 8 scale has been riding a good wave. I think uh, Electric is going to make it boom more. But I think carpet racing is going to be more. Are you going to see 10 scale carpet racing take off a lot more?
0: Yeah, my my in take America. my take on it is that uh, how would I say it? Um, well, how would I put it? Basically, it's that um, age scale is the biggest in terms of professional racing, mm-hmm. and I and think it has been. I think it has been that way for at least 15 years now at least since i got into racing eight scale has been the most prestigious in terms of like professionals but in terms of uh size of the hobby tool drive 10 scale is by far the biggest in the world still
1: yeah i would say so and the, and the amount of people that do it the amount of money yes. spent on it too
0: yeah because but i think it can be done I in more places Yeah, but I think sort of the prestige and what people value the most. Uh yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be eight scale. I I don't think that's gonna change anything. Right.
1: I think electric eight scale is gonna help grow eight scale even more, but for sure, for sure. I think on the whole greater scale I thing I can just see because it's easier, cheaper to raise ten scale to an extent. Like you know what I mean? So you can make a track in, an, in a school hall or something like that and have mm-hmm. semi-permanent tracks and that's going to boost 10th skill a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Next question from Benjamin James. Lefty, if you were offered an opportunity to be Royal VP on a new administration, would you move to the USA? USA? No. Uh, VP doesn't pay any money and it needs more than one person at Royal to change anything. <clears throat> and I'm quite happy here in the Dominican Republic. and um, My family here loves it. Her. Outside of Cavallari, Mayfield and Fenn, do you think there's anyone anyone in 10 scale who could be a dark horse? Yes. I think Ongaro, Ranafal and all the guys who who race 10 scales
0: I sometimes think, will be like, a factor.
1: Bruno Coelho. Uh,
0: I, I'd say Angaro, for the for the next worlds. I would be surprised if there are like if I I I, I have to say that I'd be surprised if Cavalry finishes in the top five. Wow.
1: Not at this race. I think he'll do well.
0: Um, yeah, I don't
1: know, man. A dark horse, I think expect the European guys to be fast. Yeah. And back, I just want to reiterate my raw yeah. question there, my raw answer. The VP doesn't make any money. The only person that makes yeah. money is I, I don't even think the president of Raw makes money. I think the only person that makes maybe any money is the guy Jeff Parker. Um and it it's gonna take more than somebody one person to change that organization around. It's gonna change it needs a group of people. Um and my job is not to be the, true the administrator, my job is to help provide the be one of the sparks to initiate change. So mm-hmm. and I am looking forward to the 10-scale worlds by the way. Hunter King met this guy, uh Fashion TLR guy at at Masters. He says since I live in Florida, I often heard that 10-scale auto racing is on a pin tires the best way to go. Personally, I like racing ten scale on slicks and feel like being fast on high grip is equally as hard as low grip. What are your thoughts on racing slicks now that you've experienced a great event like Masters compared to racing outdoors? Um, I don't think many people race outdoors. Florida is one of them. Uh, I know they race up in the Pacific Northwest. I will say this: if slicks and sauce is all I need to go fast at this like type of race, clay races, I'm good for. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. It's the I don't want to be having ghost treads and
0: sending on tires and all that yeah, stuff. Exactly. So if I, I think, can
1: take the slicks and go fast, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, I think the sort of issue with indoor dirt racing that I have could be solved very easily with uh, just putting a controlled tire on, like because the ghost tread bullshit, the trimming down the tires—that's that's the shitty part, you know. And I don't think I, I I like racing outdoors on pin tires in Ten Scale. Like I don't really think our cars are made for that anymore. Like we have went away from that. All the cars pretty much are now designed for carpet and then you do what you have to do to make it grippy enough for indoor dirt. Outdoor dirt, it's pretty much like these cars are pretty like you can drive them, but it's it's not it's not really fun. Yeah, and I think at this race, they had, like, Proline
1: Slicks as one of the control tire. I don't know a mod, but it seemed like Slicks were faster with sauce. So why not? If it works, go for it. I'm cool with it. As long as it's not, you're not spending up. I remember, like, Smoker that had a set of tires on his car for, like, forever and just sauced them, and mm-hmm. it worked at OCRC. So I'm cool with that. Just don't want to be doing all the sanding and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Uh, Joe Zaire. So Joe feels this way about Sparko. Same as you. Savage Joe. So there's another car company coming out. It's called Sparko. Some nonsense like that. At what point did we start playing the culture of the companies that offer nothing but a generic buggy and 30%? Did you read his comment?
0: This is why you yeah, said this. Yeah, oh, I, I read his comment and that's why I said the 30% He said it on his it.
1: podcast, uh, yeah. Ran Out of Talent. They better be a innovative or better get the fuck out
0: <laughs> so savage. Yeah. i think I think he was a bit more savage than i was I, I i i want to see the car first before i say like like what I think, but mm-hmm. there is a massive risk that it's just another sore, or just another team c or whatever it is it's just like it's not really it's just worse for all of us who really care about r c.
1: Mm, I agree. All right. Paul McDowell, tire inserts seem to be, be a very big thing in 10 scale offer with loads of insert modifications going on. I don't really see this in eight scale. Do you think the humble in the humble insert has scope for development as the tire has such a ma- massive impact in performance? So I guess is asking about tire insert technology in eight scale or modification.
0: Yeah. Um, it is a thing for sure in 8 scale. People glue the insets to the wheel. People use those rubber bands on the foams to not make them spread. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, I think the biggest thing is that in 10 scale, the foam is quite wide, uh, especially in the rear. The tires are really, really loose. Uh, in 8 scale, it's quite tight over the foam. So those definitely make a big difference uh, in hand in like the foam makes a bigger difference when it has more space so that's that's why foam modifications are more prone in 10 scale or also most of the time in 10 scale at least these days we run on surfaces where it's pretty much like running on tarmac so like you run on a perfectly slick surface where it's just the rubber rubber making the grip instead of, let's say, eight scale uh, outdoors where it's mostly just like pin and dust and, and stuff like that. Uh, and also in ten scale, you never have that sort of tire wear. So like you can make an eight scale tire that's perfect for five minutes and you can cut the inserts and cut the pins however you like or scrub them in. But when you go into a 45 minute or 60 minute main, none of that shit matters. It's like who has the most tires, like when you're at 60 minutes. And so you have to make more compromises. And that's why you really kind of maximize the grip in A-scales. And that's why like cutting inserts, working on it, like as much as in 10 scale, it's never going to be that much worth it. But there definitely is some people who, who focus a lot on inserts. I know a guy who broke in inserts. He drove three minutes with a set of inserts and cut the tires open and then went to the euros with a few <laughs> broken. Used, of yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. All right. Um, our
1: last question from Facebook, uh, from Luis Leonardo Quesadilla Quesada. Sorry. Not Quesadilla. Do you have a date on the winners of the Mayako Mugen pro builds from the invisible speed? No, not yet. It's just, uh, I think the date was yesterday that it finished Joseph will come up with that. We have two more questions. Corey Jordan, what would you recommend eating at Longhorns Steakhouse? I had a good time hanging out with the Chauncey and um, Mitch and all that guys. We all went to dinner at Longhorn's. It was great. Um I had a great time. I got to do a lot of that at RCGP. I don't get to do that too much. Stayed with Salty Joe too. Um, enjoyed that. Brad Maynard, that NASCAR pass. That was um pretty crazy, yeah, eh? That, was crazy. that looked like he hit the booster on and just ran it into the
0: wall and just like yeah, yeah. I think I think it's uh I hope this doesn't become a thing. That's the first thing I want to say. <laughs> the second thing is uh I think for us in RC it's cool because we do it all the time. Like we do like shoot for the line, mm-hmm, do every, like, every, every No risk stuff like that. Yeah, like. There's no risk and you just fucking send it. But to see someone actually do it in a car while being inside it, it's it's pretty cool. So Sweet. I definitely loved it.
1: Good stuff. Yeah, I liked it too. It looked, it looked like it was sped up. That's what it looked like. It looked like it hit the nitrous button and went, uh, alright Max uh, that's all the questions we have for today thank you everybody for the questions thank you to Beach RC for the support of the Bench Racing Q&A remember we have an affiliate link in the written description of this podcast we're now going to go into the main interview where I sit off with Lucas and we talk about Masters that are a little bit more in depth and what they've been up to in the last three weeks and then I'm coming back with Max and we're going to talk about Silly Season real quick and we'll ask a question so Max I'll see you in a bit
2: Techno RC Techno RC Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover.
1: Yo, Lucas, you know what? You know what? You always get accused of not knowing how to party. But I have to say, you were the last one at the party last Friday. And you know who doesn't know how to party? Brent, because he's supposed to be here with us today, this morning, 9 o'clock. And he bailed on us. And, I, and you know what? I almost bailed last night because I was watching Tom Brady lose. And I was drinking beer with my buddy. And I was like, man, I, I'm not going to be in no condition to do this podcast. And I'm up. I'm up. I'm here. I'm ready for another beer. I was thinking of a good
2: excuse to bail out as well, but uh, I was hoping my microphone wasn't going to work. And
1: <laughs> We fought with that for about 10, 15 minutes. Yep. Preservation it, is key.
2: Everything works. Uh, so, I had to do it. You know, I got, if I get offered to be on a No Name RC podcast, I have to take that offer.
1: What you made me feel so bad about not getting any content for two weeks. So um, yeah. I, I felt bad. I had to come Some home us, and I got... Right behind the mic. Absolutely.
2: I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that depend on your podcast. I know I do. Uh, if I don't have a podcast, I'm just like searching around the internet looking for anything interesting to listen to, and just it really bums me out, Lefty. You gotta stay (laughs) on top
1: of it. I know, I know. Anyway, Lucas, we're gonna party with Alt Brent. We'll get him on and off. And he has this nice badass studio that I never saw by the way. He's like, Oh, I gotta show you the studio. I never got to see it. So I was hoping I see it. Anyway, Brent. I know you ain't feeling too well and you you know what you, he deserves to sleep in cuz he's been busy. He's been <clears> working <throat> his butt off. So have you. And that's what we're going to talk about. So welcome. I guess like Lucas you're going to start being like a almost like a co-host every once in a while, I would okay. say. And that's great. I think that'd be a I think you do go, a good job at that. I could have something to offer once in a while. I think it's good. Uh all right. So we're here with Lucas. If you guys don't know who Lucas is, go check out the episode, a couple of previous episodes. I can't remember which one it was. Didn't so many, but we had them on earlier. I've known Lucas for many years. We was hanging out uh, for the last two weeks. Actually, we didn't hang out much at RCGP because you was busy building the Masters of Dirt Track. But it's been a busy three weeks for you and beach, the Beach RC crew. You had the Dixie Nationals, which is your big oval race. Then you had the RCGP race, which was at Badlands, and that was hindered by rain. Oof. Then uh we had the masters of dirt which i'm geeking out on i was so i'm so glad i went to this race uh yeah. i'm so glad i stayed because yeah. i had such a, such a good time yeah uh, i really,
2: glad you stayed too i mean it was awesome really really topped off masters no matter how much work we did in the past month or two um <clears throat> once masters happened and everything basically took place uh In hindsight, it was it was all worth it. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, masters just kind of topped it off. It ended up being um, just as good, if not uh, better than any masters we have. And we're kind of known for having pretty good masters events. Um, And this one was just it was fantastic. I couldn't have heard more positive Mm -hmm. comments from people. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'd just be hanging out in the background sometimes. Um, just listening to people talk, and they—they're they're mm-hmm. not talking to me. They—they they probably wasn't even know I was eavesdropping on their conversation. But you know, I would hear them talking about you know how much fun they were having. You know, they can't wait to come back next year or tell their friends or the track was awesome. Um, so when you hear people say that, and they're not saying it to you, but they're just talking amongst themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you're just hearing good feedback. It's, you know, it's very rewarding, and it's just Miles. As, it's just as good as money. You know, yeah. Like, we do do this to, to to make money and 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 survive, um, but we do it just as much because of the passion we have mm-hmm. uh, towards mm-hmm. the the hobby and the sport of RC and RC racing. Um, but yeah, it's it's very rewarding. Um, no matter what we do, Brent spends so much time, effort, and money and energy, and I do. I don't spend the money. I'm not financially really invested, besides working for Beach RC, but. I put everything else I got, Ashley. actually, you know, I'm, a, I'm as much as a, almost a partner without mm-hmm. being a financial partner of, of I know what you mean. because, you know, I treat it like it's my own. It's success is, is my success and it's failures, my failure. that's what I feel like, you know? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when people come and enjoy our facility or come to our races or, you know, just whatever positive feedback comes from what we do, just as good as money, sometimes,
1: dude. uh Just smiles everywhere. I mean, I was smiling all the time, yeah. you know. And it was just—I'm not saying I don't enjoy the races that I go to. I enjoy them, but a lot of them are like in/out, or you know, they're a little bit more structured. That's like, you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's not like uh Yes, this was. This had lots of entries, and it, it was a fairly long race. It wasn't that long. He was done, I think, at the latest, maybe nine one night, yep. with that. Done, uh,
2: done with mains by what
1: five five thirty something. Yeah, like that. but the it's atmosphere was really great. It was fun. Uh, we're gonna talk more about it uh, in in a bit because I mean we can geek out. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Dixie. I don't know too much about Dixie okay. Nash, but I just want people to understand that you guys did start this off three weeks ago or now four weeks ago with the Dixie Nationals. It's a it's a race that you guys have had. It's over race. How was that? Uh, Dixie Nationals was was great. It was um...
2: Probably just as big as most of the other ones. Uh-huh. Um they they come in at a lower count, probably like the one 150 entries, somewhere around there, 150, 175. Um, but you know, it's not really always about entries. Um, it's the the people who who come and and Dixie uh-huh. Nats attracts some of the best dirt oval racers in the country. Um, I'd say it's, you know, one of the at least top three or five dirt oval races. Uh You know, there's definitely a couple bigger ones out there, Um, but, you know, it's definitely a sought after uh, race. And um, it's built by a true dirt oval guy, Austin Offord. Um, He actually comes in and and builds most of the Dixie National track. Uh, But he also is Mm. our local dirt oval guy that um, has his own track in his backyard. So he's just known for being able to make really good track. He he works with the clay just like like we would, but in in a different form. Um, but it, shoot, it probably takes them longer to build the dirt oval track than it takes us to build the masters track just because right? Because the, they
1: were riding around on a go-kart.
2: Oh, whoa. oh, day after day after day, smooth and roughing it up, smoothing because with dirt oval, you can't have a, a bumpy track. It has to mm-hmm. be, you know, basically just like a, a dirt oval track it, and especially with clay or high bite, um, it doesn't blow out. So, you know, it has to be just perfectly smooth and it needs to be the way it, it's supposed to be. Uh, so they so spend they, a lot of time
1: on it. So basically they, they take it, so you guys are drag it and They're then wet. like, okay, so is he dragging it and then smoothing it out, dragging it and smoothing it out, or just yeah. drags it once he and sure then just drives it. around on it?
2: No, no. He he, kind of rough forms it, smooths mm-hmm. it out, roughs it all up, puts a bunch of holes in it, waters the crap out of it, and starts running it in again, smoothing it out, and just Rinse and repeat day after day, probably mm. somewhere between five to seven days worth of work. Wow. Of it. And uh, he, I how used many laps more he did on
1: that go cart.
2: 500. Jesus. Easy. And then, you know, they got the four wheeler running around. And mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. A lot of time time and effort goes into that dirt oval track. You know, there's no jumps or anything. It's just, Nothing.
3: It's
1: just a different just way of building something.
2: It yeah. has to be perfect. And and he makes it perfect. He's also the guy who usually just uh, lends us the machine, the heavy mm-hmm. machinery, to build our tracks at RC. Sometimes we ran a few machines here or there, but we do. We're uh, are, are, are fortunate enough to to know people who are just kind of manly men. They work in construction or tow trucks or whatever. And Austin happens to just be know, he works for the electric company or water something. company or something. Right. He lives out probably out in a farm. He's got probably a bunch of land and tons of machinery. So he helps us out a lot. That's good. Um, That's good. Couldn't do it without some of the people that are involved. Um, I, I, you know, on the side, mostly people we know, friends, RC racers, we get so much help from so many people. Uh, if we had to just pay full price for all the help that people do in different forms and fashions, wouldn't be able to do half the stuff we do, honestly.
1: Right i i like that because it's their home track uh a lot of people were that's that's kind of how these things survive too and yeah. you guys provide a place for them to race i think like the only real place besides world of rc to run indoor clay off-road and oval in in the carolinas yeah. in the carolinas and um i think georgia has a small georgia, track. georgia has yeah habitan um yeah excellent uh did max did the panda make a, a showing for the the yep. he did uh, he did
2: he i think he only raced one class um mod sprint or something not really not super familiar with dirt oval got a oh. bunch of bunch of classes bunch of rules um i don't know that much about it but max did not go for the king of dixie which king of dixie is kind of like a master of dirt you got to do so well in a, a few <laughs> classes Max I believe just ran mod sprint which would be the pinnacle class of dirt oval. Mhm. And um, yeah, I'm not sure I, don't even, I don't, I'm not sure what happened to him. I don't think he uh did well in his main or something.
1: Mm, okay. All right. Uh I'm I i do not know much about dirt oval. It looks I anything I like about it, that the cars look scale. I would like to try it one day. Mm-hmm. But uh it's a it's a race that you guys do and it's pretty successful and I heard people mm-hmm. go to it and uh I see it on Facebook. Uh, the following week, like, no rest for the wicked. <laughs> so but I guess Bobby Moore comes down and starts to build at Badlands. Is he, Bobby built the track, right?
2: Yeah. Bob, Bobby uh, did the machinery, the layout, um, you know, basically built, built everything to about, you know, 85% complete or whatever. Um, when he builds the track, uh, the people who own the track come in and kind of finish it off, which is uh, okay. just smooth it out, lay pipe, um, tamp <clears throat> tamp the sides of the jumps,
1: just do whatever.
2: <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: You got some water, dude. You need some water.
2: Yeah, I got some coffee here. Um, so, <laughs> who made yeah. it, Who designed the track? He designed it, he built most of it with the machine. And then we just basically go in there and finish it.
1: Well, I, I really did enjoy the layout. I thought mm-hmm. it was good. I thought it was very super cross esque. Yep. It was, um, it was the smallest in lapse times of the tracks that we've been to for RCGP. But the most okay, Badlands was super crossy too. But this was this really had that more super cross feel because you just saw cars in the air all the time. And then uh they would come flying on that straightaway. Like <laughs> even though it's not the longest straightaway in the world, cars were just coming on there and they were able to, to hook into that bow and just go around that, like. Even, okay, so we went to RCGP. Obviously, the entries were light. That sucked. Uh, no Angaro, that sucked. Um, But Arana Falk came. Bornhaus was there. And Bornhaus and Heckert came to, like, I'm going to do a full recap of this race with, like, JQ and all that there, but I just want to touch on it. Like, Heckert was fucking fast all weekend. I know you wasn't there because you was busy building the Master Track, but he was damn fast all weekend. Joe was fast. And I think, like, uh Fout kind of, had to get up and get on his game and uh, like treat it a little more serious because, you know, he had already won it right. uh, because Angaro didn't show up, but it was really fun. And you didn't see this. So you, so for people that didn't know these guys, Lucas and all the guys at Beach and all these volunteers to help we got there Thursday. It was wet. You was out there driving the lawnmower on. And I'm just like, okay, the almost got it done. And then as soon as you got it done, Fucking rain again. And I was just like, this is like fall, bro all over again. Um, I really felt bad for you guys.
2: It's it's weather. I mean, it's part of having outdoor track. Unless you live in the desert, Arizona or California, wherever. Wherever it doesn't rain, which most places it rains. Bad thing with outdoor track, you got you gotta deal with weather. Um, there's nothing you can do about it. You can pray to the gods, but uh they might not agree. So you need deal, to deal with what you got. If it wasn't RG, R- RCGP, we would have
1: canceled that thing on Thursday. And been like, hell no. Hey, it was <laughs> but, so much work. Uh, we didn't get on the track till, like, 12 on Friday because it rained. And I just, like, I just saw Brett, like, he was just out there. <clears throat> and then, like, I was just like, oh, man. Everybody was there pitching in, and I was like, "Fuck, these guys are working hard. And but they got it. I think they got the track dry, and then the infield was very hard to dry. It was super muddy. So they mm-hmm. couldn't get that done. And everybody but everybody hung around. We got all the ROMs in. It was a bit fast because they were trying to get ROMs in for rush. And I think the funnest thing was uh that evening, so the guys went out for their last qualifier or last practice session, and we watched uh David Ranafalk and Aiden Horn, see who can drift the furthest because the track was a little slick. Drift the furthest from the straightaway around that bowl. And mm-hmm. and dude, these guys were like, by the time they got to the, the enter the corner, they were literally like almost facing back towards the straightaway. Like they were just having fun. And awesome. I thought that was pretty cool because everybody was standing that state was standing around and just watching them do this. And <laughs> They were just like, like getting like the ass back of the cars and just drifting completely around that bull, hitting that berm and coming out of there so fast. Uh, it was really, I, I really enjoyed that track. Um, it uh, it was it had some difficult parts. Like a lot of guys I know, the RC two guys were struggling with the back hip jump. They're like, oh, it's just hard to get, but it was difficult. And you saw some of these pro guys make mistakes. It grooved up like. It, it it grooved up like usually it does by the time the sun was baking on it and all that type of stuff. It was a good event. Trent won RC2. I was pumped for him. I know he's been trying to win uh, a decent-sized big race like that for a long time. Ronald Falk won it. People, I think people enjoyed the show that, uh, that were there, that it enjoyed just watching him and probably more uh, like, – the Minute Man, he kind of demolished us. I'm not going to lie, he kind of demolished them, but I think people just enjoyed the show that he put on and then guys put on, but Hacker was super fast and was very impressed with him because he's kind of needed a good performance. Even though this doesn't have the top guys, he was just fast, you know? Brandon mm-hmm. Rose was fast too, but uh, had some issues. So I think that was, we're going to go into a full RCGP recap. I can't really do it with you because you wasn't there. Yeah. So, um, you was like it, building a track,
2: yeah, uh, so actually, I was out there <laughs> all right, so i'm I'm in the middle, I just started making the video for the Masters of dirt. I haven't made a video all month, um so in the in the video I'm making, I do explain that uh about Friday into Dixie Nationals, uh, I got the flute, mm. it just boom, hammered me, I had to go home, I spent. All Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at home, just nursing nursing my wounds, um, trying to recover. I recovered as much as possible. I was that Badlands Monday? Um, the track was pretty rough when we got out there um, it just you know it just needed a lot of work, needed a lot of smoothing out, needed to be made pretty and piped up and everything so I, I essentially spent Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday out there Wednesday, I had the track just looking primo. I mean, it was beautiful. You couldn't, you couldn't get it just any more ready. You know, um, the dirt was just smooth and buttery. It was, it was great. And then, uh, Brent sends me a picture on Thursday of the track and completely flooded out. And it wasn't just flooded. It was, it was more flooded than I've ever seen Badlands in the time I've been at RC. And that's my home track. I used to work on it by myself. Um, when I first started RC and, um, I'd clear puddles off that thing all the time. I've never seen it flood the way it was flooded. Just wow. n- the new design, how it retained water, no drainage areas or whatever. It just just took it re- so bad. <laughs> so I mean, the whole place all...
1: was kind of flooded. You know, was mud yeah. everywhere. Oh, even yeah. where we guys were pitting and all that stuff. It was so, That was a little bit, that sucked. Like it, the mud was, it, it dried up by Sunday, but it still wasn't dry.
2: Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was, it was a lot of rain, um, but we finished it all off, and it ended up being pr- pretty cool. Um, I I wasn't there to see like the final product of people racing. Mm-hmm. I only caught a couple laps, but um, it was a lot of work, you know. After getting the flu, doing that all week, doing the whole Thursday rebuild, Friday rebuild. <clears throat> as soon as I was done with that, I had to go to Masters and or go to Beach RC and start working on the Masters track
1: yeah also i just wanted to say something that i thought that was really successful was the rcgp loves rc2 segment that we done it was weird because i had to go out and convince a lot of people to do it and a lot of people were nervous about doing it but some people actually wanted to do it but by the time they had done it they had thoroughly enjoyed themselves they were just happy that uh like they're like hey man ronald drove my car or this person drove my car and then they all dropped uh a second off their lap times so they were happy hmm. about that it was good um that's pretty cool i think brent really enjoyed that too he paid a lot of. he liked it uh so that was fun uh congratulations to Ronald of he won that but we're here to talk about masters because you uh built a masterpiece of a track i have to say i thoroughly enjoyed it uh watching it i was i, I was a little worried about some of these actions like some of the sections were really send it like going up the steps uh was ascended area. I was thought we was going to have a lot of cars flying off the edge, but guys kept it clean. Mm-hmm. You had the the tabletop triple type jump that that separated the stock and mod guys and the triple up st- separated the stock and mod guys, so I liked that. The bull turn, I really enjoyed coming up to the straightaway. All oh, of the guys were ripping on that straightaway like into a 180 <laughs> to a triple. Uh I just really Enjoyed the track. Where did you, I know you designed the track and you built it. Where did the ideas come from?
2: Um, usually I have a really good idea where I want to go with a track layout, whether it's, I want these jumps here. I want this kind of jump. I usually have like a, a real good idea and I'm pretty passionate about that idea. So, you know, once I'm sold on it, I'm, I'm sold on it. You're kind of going to be hard to change my mind Um this year. I wasn't sold on anything I didn't even have any really good ideas on a track design. I kind of kind of blew my load on the last couple designs and you know you only got you only got so much inspiration. I didn't have any inspiration this time uh but watching them do Dixie nationals he he actually used more dirt than he's ever used before for the Dixie Nationals to make um you know bigger berms um just kind of looking at his track and then kind of envisioning how we could do this for tent scale, obviously got to make it bigger. Um, but how we could, you always build, you know, berms in RC are, are finicky. Some of you don't build a berm, right? People just won't use it. Um, the berm at Badlands for RCGP at the end of the straightaway, it was just about right. You didn't have to use it, but a lot of people would kind of use it a little bit to come into the straightaway hotter and then just kind of use the berm to get out. Um, with uh, yeah, look at that big old berm there. So every time we built a berm in the past, it's it's like it's cupped out. It's got concave to it. It's more like a bowl. Um, I wanted a NASCAR turn, just like the dirt oval guys. Where you know it's just like a nice flat angle. And yeah, so where they're at right there, just like you know, let's just build a NASCAR berm and let's make it as big as humanly possible. Um, and then basically after the berm, I just tried to fill in spots. The stairs just came out of nowhere. I'm just like, Hey, let's build some stairs and then we'll go up and we'll go down. <laughs> I really wanted to more than anything, give people options. Um, whether you want to jump into this rhythm section or not, you want to triple in and try triple out, or you want to double tabletop approaching the staircase Uh, It's natural just to land up on the second pad, but you could send it all the way to the top and maybe gain advantage. It might not be advantageous to do that. You know, it might be inconsistent. I did see uh, when they started racing on Sunday, I think it was Aiden Horn Mm -hmm. made move on Spencer Rivkin in the staircase. Spencer was getting up to the top pad coming down. Well, I think it, I think it was Aiden. Aiden was it sending it every lap. And yeah, and he made the pass right there. So, that is, you know, a great option for people. It's not it's not one line, you know. Um mm-hmm. a one line track. Last year I thought our our track was beautiful and really cool, but it ended up being one line. Um this year's track there is definitely more than one option
1: i would agree uh i watched guys try to get as go as fast around that that bull turn as possible it would catch some guys you know because it's Mm -hmm. it wasn't as as it's banked but not as banked as you would it was also rough in there it wasn't as Mm -hmm. smooth Yep. um and like you said the i think the stock guys could have done that triple as well but they were scared to uh which I get it, they were doing a safe line, but in that four-wheel drive, in the last A3, I'm sorry, in the four-wheel drive main, I keep thinking this is three mains, man, Aiden sent it up that, that he was the only one doing it, he sent it up that triple every lap from various different positions of the jump. He would mm-hmm. go wide, he would go in the middle, he would go in inside, and he would land and he was able to land every time and um just be able to, to turn up there on that 180 faster than that guy's like, he had jumped to do, I think he passed I think it was. I can't remember. I'll play it later, but it was a great man. He was sending it, and I just think, uh, in that sense, it was a great track that separated those two. Those two classes. I'm gonna turn this off because I know it kind of your internet's not the best, so you're going all pixelated on me. Uh, Really? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It'll Hmm. come back. Uh, I I thoroughly, I think you did a great job. Uh, I saw what. So you guys used like the the Kubota and uh, mini excavator to build this track, correct?
2: Uh, yeah, we use a big old tractor with a front bucket and a mm-hmm. tiller on the back. And that tills up all the dirt. And um, the bucket basically scoops up most dirt and moves it somewhere. And then we use the excavator, the little arm thing that digs in. That just kind of digs, digs deep for us, uh, lets us move a lot of dirt around. Um, so it's a combination of those two machines. Um, and that's Thomas Nichols and Josh Hatchell, basically uh, always our, our heavy machine guys. Um, I can move the machines around, but it's just I've never took time to learn them. And I figured, you know, my, my specialty is with a uh, rake and shovel and, <laughs> and a hand tamper. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm more of the manual labor guy, but I'm also the finesse guy. So, you know, I'll make sure I build a jump exactly the way i want it or you know i might put a little bump before i jump or whatever you know it's the, it's the fine tuning um that really sets our tracks apart from a lot of other ones um it's the fine attention to detail how smooth we can make the surface um how we form a jump what our intention is we usually mm-hmm. have some some sort of intention when we're building stuff you know like Rather than just hey, let's throw a couple jumps here. We'll do a double and then a triple. You know, it's like how do we want to approach this triple? How do we want them downside? You know, um, just l- little things like that. Um, it's a, the attention to detail that I think really. Yeah, like so
1: going right. up that triple, going up triple was like a wall. It was like, right? Like, you could hear the cars just you and it just into went, it. like.
2: Yeah, right. I thought that it was, was meant badass. to be a small. A small jump, just like each step kind of just just went up a little bit. But the first one I built a little more like a jump, but it wasn't much of a jump. It couldn't been but like two foot high. And you had probably 20 foot, 15 foot to approach it going balls out. <laughs> you just and there's a little there's a little bump right before that jump. So you kind of just whoop. <laughs> and it, just was good. That, it was good. All that all that stuff on that jump was actually bottom of chassis more than rubber.
1: I know lots of chassis. You had to have a really good mm-hmm. chassis protector for that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really enjoyed that part of the track because like, and then, like I said, Aiden, I, I mean, the, them pro guys were doing it in practice and in qualifying, mm-hmm. but in the racing, they chose not to do it.
2: Yeah. I, well, I think it, it, the, it changed um, mm. come probably mid Saturday to Sunday. Um, it just, I think it just changed just a little bit to take away the consistency. They, the pros were comfortable with because I seen mm-hmm. him do it almost all the way until right around maybe the last qualifier of Saturday. Um, You didn't see him do it as much. You could see that, that, that staircase it wasn't, wasn't quite worth sending it. They could go almost just as fast, mm-hmm. but there was at least one body length, different difference yes. between the guys who could put it up on that top shelf and take that corner quickly the guys to put it up on the second shelf and then had to bump up two times,
1: excellent man. great job on the track. I think everybody liked it. uh, it made for some good racing as well, as we saw in the mod class because it was definitely some good racing. Star class was a little you know one man show at one point because Brennan was just killing it, but uh, yeah, great race, great, I'm sorry, great track, <laughs> I know you like that, don't you? you see you gotta put that in, I like that. I knew you'd like that. As well, That's awesome. Um, yeah, thank you to uh, Matt Owings. He did that for me. Uh, he did all the trophies for Dave and all that stuff, he did an NNRc trophy as well. I gave that to my buddy Peter Bartel, and he also did the one back there. See, see that? I don't oh, know yeah. if you can see it, yep. but it's uh it's like that, but it's got a aluminum background, and I, I kept that one. Oh, okay, nice. I bought it. I was able to bring it home this time. I've, it's been at Mike's house for a long time. All right. So let's get back to the race. So Friday. So let's talk a little bit about the history of MOD. It was the how many years have you been doing this race now?
2: All right. So Masters Dirt, eight years. Um, He pretty much has been doing it since he owned or since he uh, moved into the current building he's been in. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe he started that year. It's it's a homegrown race. Um, Brent grew this thing from absolute nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he intended to grow it himself um, obviously he gets sponsors on board each year or whatever um, you know he'll sell the title sponsorship and stuff like that and there's been a lot of companies who who have stuck with them throughout mm-hmm. the years um, but he's never paid any driver to come here um, he doesn't he, he right. never like asked for any pros to come we, the, his first probably two or three masters I don't think there was one major pro there mm-hmm. Um uh, Yeah, they just uh, they didn't start coming until, you know, probably four or five years in as it grew, as the event got more known and people spread by the word of mouth. Um, Yes. So he he intentionally did it his way. Um, That's that's one of the things with Brent is he does it his way and it's his track. He's going to do he's going to do it his way. He's not he's not a corporate guy right um, he'll try to be pc he he tells me to not curse so much um you know whatever like we 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 try to put it like we, we're in that gray area of i agree with you of i know, you know what you mean. not being too pc but not going o- overboard and being obnoxious and, and getting people to want to like cancel us or whatever mm-hmm. um we like to tiptoe in that that gray area
1: so, I know exactly um, that gray area you're talking about. I do it. it, I live my life in that gray area. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, that's what I, I I want people to understand. So, a lot of people was like, This is the best 10 scale race we've ever been to. It's not just because of the racing, but because of the atmosphere. Uh, there is a party on the Friday which Brent like brings in alcohol for everybody. That's he's and he says it if you're a kid and you want to hang out, hurry, make sure you're here with your parent. My parents know this is adult time, you know what I mean, and right. I think. That gives people enough warning. If you're gonna hit kids are gonna hang out there, watch them. But this is adult time. Uh, we had two kegs of beer. Uh, it was great. He had alcohol. I slipped out very early because I was like, I know if I say goodbye, I'm gonna get in trouble and Brent's not gonna let me leave. So I was like, hey, if Brent asks, I was hurt till one o'clock. You yeah. know what I mean? But I slipped out early, I didn't hang around for that. He, he had food the next day, which I enjoyed. So that's like, everybody has, you know, everybody's quiet a little bit Saturday cause some people parted hard, mm-hmm. but I think by 12 <laughs> o'clock, one o'clock people had some food and then they started drinking again and then they got some energy. Uh, so that's, that's it. It's like a party as well. That's part of this race. Uh, you ha- people come to this race for that as well.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, Fireball Friday, that's what he calls it. Uh, we usually have a fireball race. Um, it's yeah, some explain obnoxiousness. That. But basically a bunch of people get our slashes uh, and they drive some funky way. We make rules and no one ever follows them. We just I, I basically ruin the whole race every year in some form or fashion just because I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> so the rules are you just got to drive and get drunk. This year I had a good idea well, Brent basically canceled me from being involved this year, so I just went out on a track and started kicking cars and chucking them. So it's kind of like avoid <laughs> Lucas, but no one really cares because everyone wins in the fireball race. There are no losers. There's only drunk people
1: and winners. Yeah, I think Cav and Fenn were playing, and they were they were running back and forth, getting shots of fireball. Oh, I was just like, "Ooh, yeah. I know all about that fireball!" No, no, no. Ah, uh, that of was fun. Yeah, yeah it was fun a lot of fun Breaking it gets people the ice
2: different yeah it gets, gets people going uh we usually start off fireball friday with with the race by the time the race is over people are laughing and sweating and and it's just time to hang out and have a good time uh i didn't see anyone run around the track naked this year no joey fisher was not uh, there. Did, did not show up and so n- neither one of us were in our underwear so maybe next year joey
1: Next yeah, year. maybe next year. Uh, maybe next year, and then we had three qualifiers the next day. That took. That was probably the longest day. Was it two? No, we had three. Yeah. Lucas, we qualified All right,
2: first round on Friday.
1: We did. Sure I forgot did. about that. We. I forgot about that. So we had two rounds of qualifying, and we got home early on Saturday. That's what I remember. Yep. Earlier, had a nice. Uh, I think eight nine o'clock. We we're done. Yeah, maybe it seven, was a long day.
2: Yeah, lots, it is. lots it's all, of races. Always long days at Masters. Um, whether you're having fun or not, it's long days.
1: Then also, so Monday, so Sunday, so how Masters works is you have a Masters of Dirt and you have a Masters of Stock. And then your name, it's pretty cool because he has your name goes up on the wall, like, like football. I guess when you get retired, your name goes, your jersey goes up on the wall of basketball. So you see all the winners, and then how this works is that. I really like it. So these are all 10-minute mains, A-mains. They do have bumps, so you can bump up from the B, from whatever ratio, and you can bump up, which I like. And then each class is kind of weighted. That's how Brent explained it. So two-wheel drive buggy is the highest ranking in points. Then it's four-wheel drive, which is like a point or two below. I don't know the actual points schemes. Then stadium truck is third and then short course is uh the lowest tier so in order to win the masters of stock or mod you have to basically combine the best three scores from this th- from you have to run three classes at least you can run four i think mm-hmm. but you you can't c- count your best your, your scores from all three rounds to become yeah. a master of stock or master of of uh of mod sorry so that's pretty interesting. We don't have ten scale. We don't have ten minute mains. We don't have bumps. I love having bumps. It makes the it makes the lower mains more exciting, so people can bump up. Uh, and I think every class had ten minute mains. So even, uh, yeah, there was no triple mains at all. So every single class they had the you know the two wheel drive open. They had forty plus where we saw some great racing between, uh, Chris, Chris Vander Vanner and and, uh, Al and Al Horn. Yeah, great dudes. I love them guys. Met them guys. Really cool dudes. We had greatness in, in every class. Short course. Dude, I enjoyed that class the most. It was good to see three oh, heats of short course. Absolutely.
2: If, they, if you want to pick the most fun class in 10 scale, it's SCT, short course all day. Um, you can bang into each other. The things like to just kind of roll over and find its wheels half the time. Um, it's definitely the most fun. Fun class out there. It's usually what we recommend people to get started in. Short course or just like a slash. Not that mm-hmm. these were slashes; they were just a fancier slash. But right. short course is a blast and it's fun. You're always kind of giggling and goofing they off each good. other. Yeah, the they bodies look, look
1: great. They're all painted yep. up. You can see the schemes. I, I, yep. I've this short course before because it's going away from what it used to be. But I did like seeing the fender bending and the fender rubbing and all that stuff in cars. Not was great and it was three heats of them. Yeah. So that was good to see. Stadium truck was fun too. I enjoyed it. Uh, I I watched a lot of racing. So I was up, able to get up on the stand and watch a lot on Sunday. Uh, I watched a lot of this stock racing. I think we had, excuse me, probably the best stock races in America at this race, just missing a few yep. that weren't there. Just like one or two, we had, I think the best mod pro drivers The only person they didn't have was uh, Mayfield and Tasman, I would say. Those two guys were missing. But everybody else was there. Mika Widmeyer, who I got to meet, he made the trip over uh, running S-Works. He didn't make the main in two-wheel drive. I made the main in four-wheel drive. Nice young man. You know, got my first time getting to talk to him. Uh, German lives in Australia. Australia. Austria. Works for S-Works. Nice. We got to drive down with Brent. um, So we got to talk a lot. Uh, I always like me making re- uh, relationships like that. I'll see him here shortly again. And yeah, even like just watching like Joe Bornhoss, you can see like Joe and Spencer weren't having the best times because, you know, eight skills are normal, normal thing, but they still had fun. Like during yeah, the mains like- they had. Yeah. Because you remember you heard the, so you had Lisa, that's Aiden who and all that guys heckling them. I thought that was so fun. Cause they did that. at They were going crazy. Um, we had Scotty in there who was doing a great job, man. That guy does a, he's a machine, man. He, he comes in, he gets behind that computer and he doesn't stop. He stops to take breaks to go yeah, to the bathroom. Man,
2: barely. I mean, he, he, if he goes to the bathroom, he'll go and do it real quick and he's back. He's yeah. not having anyone replace him. I've offered to give him a break every now and, you know, he's been there a couple of years now and every blue moon, I'll be like, Hey man, you just want to take five minutes. He's like, I'm here to do a job. I'm professional. I'm, yeah, machine. Machine. <laughs> <Just laughs> machine. Uh Scott's yes. a man, you know, he's he's the best in the world. all is too. There's Scotty and there's everybody else. Um uh,
1: <laughs> he's good. Oh, like I, that's the hey, first but, time I've actually seen him uh do RD as well. Usually oh really? it's just yeah, and I don't even really get to see Scotty much when I'm at races because he's always in the booth. He commands when he's out doing interviews
2: and stuff. He commands respect. Yeah. Um plain but and simple. Dude. He's just uh people respect him, he will correct somebody. And they will know that they've yep. been corrected <laughs> he not, doesn't make you know he's not derogatory, but you know he's that. you better listen, he'll get your attention um he's running the show, the show's going to go down the way you know he fairly thinks it needs to be you know he's just a different different level. I don't know who who can compete with him or you know, and yeah. I these race announcers are competing, but
1: um' uh, yeah, like mean, Scotty
2: and everybody else.
1: He, done, he He does a great job, man. And first time, like, I even got to talk to him a little bit. So, this is the first time I really got to sit off and talk to him a little bit. So, it was good. Uh, we had Danny from WRCE come in and do the coverage. He busted his ass, too. He done a very good job, I think. Um, that guy's amazing.
3: He,
2: yeah, one man show. So, oh, uh, last year, um, probably was our best best masters um, until this year. They always get better. Uh, but the, the, the one thing we were lacking, is pretty sure we had a still camera on live mm-hmm. RC last year. I think that's it. Just one still camera. Our, our media coverage was pure garbage, non-existent. I think uh, I was there with my GoPro <laughs> mm-hmm. and we had a still camera on live RC. Oh, I think Ryan Harris did a video. So at least Ryan Harris mm-hmm. was there. Didn't see him this year. Um, but yeah, it just, it was, it was terrible. Back in the People, coverage. Lacking coverage, you've talked about it on your podcast several times.
1: I talked um, to Brent, I was like, Dude, get Danny. I, I was like, Get Danny or, or Mod in there, but I said, Danny, Danny does everything like overlays, editing video, intros, all that stuff. Because I'm working with Danny for the last couple years,
2: you know. Yeah, well, you think Pictures. if you didn't know better, that's a three. Three or four man crew doing what he does, mm-hmm. and it's literally him. And then you were helping him out with the interviews and stuff, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Really topped it off. But the media coverage this year, uh, wow, did did we yep. ever improve that? You know, between Circus having, RC having you there, Circus RC, one of the best photographers.
1: Hannah was there, Jay Concepts. Hannah,
2: Jay Concepts, Paz, um, about fifteen other people with GoPros. Um, mm-hmm. it was it was great. Like we couldn't have got more coverage uh, for that event. Like just people posting stuff. Yep. It's it a lot of a uh, lot of uh, av- advertisement for us right there, for sure. Yes, and
1: I need people need to understand that people from all over America came to this race. This wasn't just like a whole. Yes, was a lot of Southeast races, but there were people from Michigan, California, Washington, Pacific Northwest, yep. Northeast, Midwest, Texas. They were all there. And it, it was uh, such a great event. I I just, I'm so glad I went, um, for me, I felt very welcomed in this world that, you know, I make fun of 10 scale, like pink pinions and all that type of stuff. But I, you know, and, and I kind of never really fully grasped the whole stock thing, but I, my eyes are just like open. Like I, I was geeking out. It was good to see a lot of people came up and showed me. Love a lot of these guys, these young guys who are in stock class. They knew who I was, and I was like, "Oh, you guys like know what we're doing." And you, I, I want to now. I'm geeking out, so I'm going to start. In, like, it's for me. It just opened up a plethora of content like to make, especially with a ten scale worlds coming up. So I yeah. got to see this. Um, I got to meet a lot of these people, like new people that knew me or didn't know me, and. They really were, like, the one thing I always say and I always love about RC is the social aspect of it and meeting people. And it always ends up being the same. Once you start talking to them and they know who you are, like, you, you, don't, you don't stop all weekend. So that was me. I would walk anywhere, like, stop, talk to somebody. Hey, what are you doing? People ask me advice. What do you think of this? You know, silly season stuff, all this type of stuff. I, I I've, you know, I love that stuff. I love that aspect of these races. And it was, it was so many people and just a whole different crowd i loved it and i yeah. met and everybody was like smiling
2: mm-hmm. happy yeah it's a, awesome. it's a very sociable event um there's multiple reasons people go to masters you know it's just not just just not some rc race where mm-hmm. you're trying to go win a trophy or whatever um you ask five people why they come to masters and you probably can get five different answers <laughs> you <laughs> might get some of the same answers but um you know, uh, There's a lot of reasons to go there. You know, there's a little something for everybody for the most part. I think people just really just have fun. You know, it's, it's competitive, but still laid back.
1: Yeah. And I, I think exactly. It was competitive. It was laid back. People were having fun. The beer was flowing. Like people had beer. I like not saying that that's all that matters, but people were just enjoying themselves. I thoroughly enjoyed themselves. The racing was great. I mean, uh, obviously in stock. Like I said, Schimmel was toasted to the on. He kinda killed it. Let's see. I think he actually, let's go. He uh let's see what. So he won the he won the first race. He won the two-wheel drive me. So he got maximum points for that, followed by Mason Templeman, Doug laverrier And Evan Vale. Evan Vale finished fourth. I didn't even realize that. Oh wow. And Kyle Goh, who I got to meet fifth, who's the de- who was the defending stockmaster. Yep. And then AJ Morasco making another an appearance after not racing, like all these guys—Nate Studer Hunter King, Jeff Stakowitz, Kyle G- Kyle Gough, all these guys fast in stock, very all fast, fast. Yep. all of them. Uh, and I got to see that, so I was happy about that. So we'll finish up with stock. Then we had, um, sorry if I'm not mentioning everybody. We, we, you know, we we do have time constraints. So Brandon and Kyle Go actually made it interesting by winning Stadium Truck. Yeah, but that was one of the lower tiered events so, uh, classes followed by mason templeman who i think went second 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 and then brandon schimmel who got a, a three so we, we almost seen a battle here but then in four wheel drive man uh brandon just killed it like I, his car was just so fast like the trinity stuff is freaking fast it's like trinity and everybody else is just playing catch up like pretty much. I got to meet Kevin Abbott and I see how hard he works and man, I can see it. Like I can see why there's stock stuff and people are going crazy for motors, but Trinity is just on the next level. And Brandon was on a next level this whole weekend yeah. winning this, um, just winning this by f- like 4.9 seconds with a Nate Southern who drew Like these guys are all good. Nate Sutherland, Doug Lavery, all these guys are good. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he just killed it. And he said, he's moving up to mod next year, but I can see really that. Yeah, but I see stock now as not a uh, uh, intermediate sportsman or whatever class. I see it as just another class, like truggy, e buggy.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, stock, stock's weird because, like, you almost want to get like new people to start with it's stock, not for that, but though. not necessarily. You almost need two divisions of stock, which just mm-hmm. makes another class or whatever, but. Stocks, stocks, an interesting class because there's nothing stock about it. It's no. way more modified than modified. Modified class isn't modified at all. They put really fast motors in there, and stock cars. Just yeah, they're they're closer to stock than any stock car. Stock car has got just lightened parts, so many hop ups, carbon fiber um, motors that are hand built, hand picked parts, juice and batteries that. 50, 60 amps. <laughs> Grind, you just, there's just so much involved with stock. You'd think it'd be like a new new person class, but it's really not at most of these places because you could have someone who has 10 years experience exactly. and almost at a pro level of driving skill that runs stock. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that because stock does not necessarily mean that, you know, it's the beginner class or you're I supposed agree. to graduate from, you know, it's just it's this type of class and it's highly modified.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't, I didn't realize like I, didn't, I went and saw it in, in person. Uh, so that I geeked out on all of that. Congratulations to Brennan Schimmel. I enjoyed it. I think I just love the competition in there. These young guys, Not, most of them are young. I will say this. And I, I respect it now. So you guys have want me over, Pink Pinion Crew. Lefty, yeah. you like stock. There we go. Um, good stuff. I enjoyed that uh then we moved on to mod which was really awesome because i thought fan was just gonna kind of walk away with this like he's done all year but rivkin man rivkin he said it in his interview man it's been a i had motivation It's not been the best year for me and he came out like in the i would say this is the last big race they have this year okay they have ams coming up at 10 scale he won two wheel drive mod uh then over with a lap over Dakota fan, like he got the, he got 34 laps. Fan second Taylor Sontag, who had a great weekend. Third mm-hmm. Lee Lisa on fourth too. very good for weekend for Lee. And then Aiden Horn, who is, was the star of everything because wow, we love that guy on the mic. Uh, it's, it's always a party when Aiden's around. He finished fifth in that. So that was a good finish for Rifkin. I was a good fight, but I think Fen made some mistakes if I remember correctly and ended up, uh, just having to settle for a second, but Tater done well. Uh, I think Taylor actually beat uh, beat. The, sorry, I think Taylor beat uh, Fend in 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 truck, he did. So in truck, we saw the old man, well, I hate to say I'm old, but he's like in his starters, but the veteran, Dustin Evans, first time I ever met him as well, probably don't like me because I ask a lot. I ask all the time like, how does he have a job? And I see, but he made all these oh, mains. He's a ten scaler,
2: right? I know that. That's totally. why he, that's why specialized. Mean, I don't think he races eight scale. No, he, he goes doesn't. and represents his his sponsors wherever that ten scale race is at, and he, he's going to perform whether he's winning or not. Uh, the dude's he's legit. He's he's mm-hmm. just like uh, any a main professional. He does. He's just a ten scaler though. You know, uh, he doesn't doesn't get as much recognition just because he he's not an eight scaler, and right. you know, eight scale is king.
1: Yeah, so Dustin f- won that race with Rivkin. Uh he it was a close race, it was b- by 0. 0.4 seconds. Cavallari came third. Charlie Maranana, who I got to meet, nice young man. Uh got to meet him. He finished fourth. eight in fifth, another solid tater. Beats Dakota Fence straight up, comes sixth. Dominic Paxioni, I met him and his dad, very nice guys. The Kaufman family, oh, lovely family. Oh, Everybody great. was there racing their mom, like I asked her, do you just drink do you just drink Red Bull and coffee all day? She goes, no, I'm just, I'm always got She was out there with two blowers. Mm-hmm. Like off the track yeah. every time I was like, wow, this, this lady doesn't stop the whole family was racing. I got to meet his brother. You know what I mean? Great mm-hmm. family. Great yeah. Family. They're awesome.
2: Yeah, they, great family. They're there every, every year. I don't know how many years they've been there, but I, as far as I can remember, they're always there. Um, they're, they're awesome. Just a, just a great family. Very yes. good people.
1: Yes. And then I got to meet uh, Austin Cracknell, who my who's from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, my buddy Colin Branch goes, oh, make sure you meet him. I met him and Luke Unis and uh, Austin Cracknell's dad. It was nice to meet them. He finished uh, 10th. So, And then, of course, we had, which I thought was probably one of the best mains, because we had Aiden up there just sending it uh, in that triple, man. And this was the four-wheel drive main, which, uh, Dakota Fan Dakota won, but Rifkin kind of had this kind of wrapped up. Uh, he just needed to get like a top three, I think. Actually, it came down, it was really close. So it did come down to where Aiden came second. I think at one point, Rifkin might have lost this at one point throughout the race because it is mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Because I think Aiden or Rifkin was in front. I can't remember. I've, I have. To, it's been a long time. But the points came on really close. The full drive was great. Uh Aiden was just sending it. He like he made that pass for Rivkin. I think they hit each other a couple of times. But in the end, uh Fenn wins it. Aiden second. Uh Rivkin came third, and that gave him enough points to become the masters of, of mod. We saw Cavallari in fourth, Dominic Paxioni in fifth, Aaron Kaufman in sixth, Lee Satz Seven seventh, Tater Sontag in eighth Dustin Evans ninth, and Mika Wittemeyer in tenth. I thought that was a great cap to the end of the day. And uh, you can see that Spencer was relieved to win that. I think.
2: And yep. um, I think he's been he's been at the at least the last three Masters, and um, he's been chasing the Masters for at least a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always doing well there, but um, he just never really he he performed so much better this weekend. I knew about I don't know round two. It's like oh man, Spencer's looking really mm-hmm. good. I think he has a shot. Um, at winning it this year. Um, he's been trying for at least a couple of years and he just, he looked really fast in qualifying. I I, I had an idea that he was definitely there. He was good. To win. he yeah.
1: was fast. Uh, I think what we're seeing is that this, this master things has it's, it's prestigious now. So they want their right. name on that wall. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else is doing that. So that's, that's great. So we'll see probably more guys. I can't wait to the European, more European guys start coming to this race. Cause that's eventually going to happen as well. Uh, yeah. But also, so congratulations to all them guys. Congratulations to everybody that podium. I'm sorry. We don't go through all the results. The other thing we forgot to mention was the hooligan race. That was. I, I first raising the money for it was fun. Cause it was like an auction. So yeah. I think the winner got fourteen hundred dollars or something like that. Thirteen
2: something, twenty-five, right. I think it was thirteen twenty-five.
1: Yeah, people. So the, the a audience lot of money. Was, yeah, the audience was putting their money. Like they're like, yeah. that's who you that whatever the audience came out, the they will get money. It starts off at at um I think
2: Brent Brent starts it off at like 200 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. And then so this year he had somebody the last position open on the driver's stand. He auctioned it off uh, to the crowd. Mm-hmm. I think somebody ended up buying that last position for 300 th- maybe $350 to go okay. and have a chance to go up there and drive. And then, uh, I don't know, several other people threw in $50, $100 here, $100 there. And the pot ended up at $1,300 for one person to finish that hooligan race, which, you know, just to finish that hooligan race is pretty spectacular. But to win it, uh, you know, the odds are against you.
1: <laughs> right. So just so people know, the race was inverted. So they were racing the op- opposite way.
2: Backwards. Yeah. Of
1: the track. Um, there's obstacles put all over the track. There was one where you where you had to, if you jumped in the wheelbarrow, you got like 50 bucks extra. Yep. And then what I thought was funny, Brett's got a riot shield. and it's like, it's like, I'm like, what is this? Like Call of Duty, like he's walking around, you see the guy on the riot shield and, and he was walking around the track and like trying to block people. And dude, people were going crazy, like and just having so much fun. And I was just like, "Oh, this is this is awesome!" Like, and I was yeah. like, "I think I don't even remember who won it, but somebody got." It was a local,
2: ones. actually. One of our locals. His name is uh, Nathan. Yeah, it was very surprising. I think it's first time a local has won. Um, so yeah, he's he's you know kind of a a, a mid tier driver. He's I wouldn't say he's super fast, but he's not really slow. He's just kind of you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of very average. And, um, man, he pulled it out of his ass, put it down. He had a mini truggy out there. He just kept, he got it done, man. It was very surprising.
1: Yeah, we saw, like, four-wheel drives with short course wheels on them. So if, when they flipped, they could try to flip back over. Um, we saw a few different modifications. I saw one guy with like, zip-tied pink bumpers on his car. Uh, yeah. It's pretty. I, people really got into it. Um, it was great. I also thought we had the contours concourse sorry which was yep. man it was some great paint who won that no idea i think it was somebody i can't remember yeah, but that was I fun can. man um it was just it was a great event like even sunday you know when things start to thin on people start going home, peep a lot of people stayed to watch the race a lot of people went home but a lot of people stayed watched the race and then you know we kind of you know i had to go get a rental car came back everybody peep when I came back, people were out there still on the track racing or just having fun, like all yeah. these guys. <laughs> yeah, because I went to get a rental car and come back and everybody was, people were still on the track having fun. Right. And I got to meet a couple, like just a lot of good people. Like I got to meet the factory tracks team and all them young guys and what Al Horn's doing with them guys. I actually have an interview with him and those guys. Uh, like I said, I got to meet Kevin Abbott and all those guys that um, do Trinity. All that was new to me. I, I did randomly just go into the hobby shop and just drool over things that I wanted. I was like, ooh, there's a super bahari. I so want that. Ooh, there's a there's an armor creighton 8S that I want. Ooh, a sledge. You know, I was just I would just go in there and daydream because every time I walk into Beach RC, it's not the biggest hobby shop, but it's freaking packed with stuff, right? Every time I walk into that place, it reminds me of being how it was when I was a kid and I used to walk into hobby shops and I just want everything. And unfortunately, I can't afford anything. So it was like <laughs> just dreaming like that super bahare. Like, how could I sneak that home? Uh, <laughs> you know, and how could I not let my wife see it for a few months? Hobby shops yeah, doing well. Um it's it's just great to see the growth with, with Beach RC, with you, with Brent, you know, and I think about to the times when I first met you guys and it was like in the trailer at the Fall Brawl 2017 and it's good to see Beach RC growing, Brent's growing. He put so much money back into RC racing and I think people yeah. don't realize he's always sponsoring events. He's doing this. He does. I watched him work his ass. I watched you guys work your asses off for, for the last two weeks, you know, and I think, him bringing in the coverage for his master's race and all that stuff just up is upping it to another level. Whereas more people around the world can see it. You know what I mean? So uh, kudos to him for doing that, for getting me there. I appreciate that you as well uh, for all your hard work and all the beach RC crew and his wife and his wife and his step and his daughter, because his wife I think it was his anniversary, like Saturday and she was there, from giving food, all, you know, addition food and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's like a whole family kicking in to help. And that's how things have to work. You know, everybody has to work together to make things successful. And you guys have definitely have that. And I hope I come next year. You know, also this helped me. Now I'm going to Florida Corporate Championships in two weeks time. So I'm excited about that. i learn cool. my craft a little bit more, learn how to do that stuff. It's been a great year for me on that sense. I learned a lot from RCGP, traveled a lot. And it's through people like yourself who who support me and the podcast and what I do, and Brent, because he supports me as well, that I am able to do this. So I I man, I just appreciate that side and being able to go there, witness this, enjoy it. Like honestly, I'm not people think i I I literally was smiling the entire weekend. Hmm. I I I I just had such a good time. I can't I can't even say any more than that. so thank you
2: oh you're welcome glad you came um yeah was fun um 10 scale is different
3: uh,
1: it is than
2: than a scale but i mean it's the same thing we're racing rc cars uh it's just just different vibes how you approach it um and fortunately for us like so masters of dirt it's kind of like getting close to the end of the year maybe it might be the the last 10 scale race for some of these guys Mm -hmm. um and then also with fall brawl, it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like an end-of-the-year race. So both those races just kind of have more of a laid-back feel. We're there to just kind of have a good time, finish off the year strong. Um, so we're fortunate to have races, at our pinnacle races at the time that we have them, mm-hmm. which is, you know, towards the end of the year because it kind of just brings back a a, a good vibe. Um, almost all the races we do, they're they're. I guess most people could say they're always laid back. <laughs> yeah.
1: But also the facility can handle serious races. Like I can't see why there can't be any, like a really race there or maybe a nationals one day or worlds. Like, I don't see why I can't hold any type of race of that stature because this race had just as many entries as those races and it handled it in my opinion.
2: Yeah. And yeah, we could. Kind of, it's more like, um, uh, from my understanding, Brent just doesn't really yep, want I agree to play play to all those rules. You know, there's a lot of stipulations to mm-hmm. bring in a national championship. The track owners, they're not making any money. They're gonna lose oh, their like, money. All they're gonna do is get get promotion for their track or, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like to throw oh, prestige, a roar race. Say we held yeah, we, were, we held it we held a national championship. That's great, but you made no money on it. And mm-hmm. You know, some tracks they just kind of like want to break even and stuff, but uh our we're in a business. You know, there we got multiple factors, not just tracks, but everything. So we're we're in the making money business. We're not here to lose money, exactly. And, and, and unless a, a a national championship or a world championship could benefit us financially, what's the point? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I just I don't get it. Like a world championship, like what they did over there in Redevan, they did no money. They didn't make no money. <laughs> I don't know how.
1: They, yeah. All sponsors.
2: That, that's what why they did he, he, was that's a whole
1: nother rat. You were ranting about that
2: earlier. But they're amazing. Like what they did, what they put in, that should be the golden standard of how to build a an outdoor facility. Like look, I I was blown away just by watching it on, on TV. Like, that mm-hmm. is an amazing facility. Um, but the money and time they got into that thing. Incredible. that's a passion thing it's not mm-hmm. about making money making back. it back what they make on the world nothing they lost their they lost money after everything they put into it but they did it for other
1: reasons than to just profit mm-hmm. <clears throat> i agree i agree with you lucas keep up the awesome stuff i know you're gonna take a little bit of a break here you got fall roll coming up warm up for that i won't be there this year uh maybe next year i had a blast uh, at rcgp at masters thank you again once for you and brent for all your hard work and i hope in in, in i get to come to this race again and i hope to see you shortly again maybe i like this i would like i hope to see you like out. I, I think you need to go dnc next year you should try and make that a goal yeah, I, not I that travel. i think you should huh i, I need to travel out west just yeah to, i think you should go i told just brent, to brent to i want to go to the nationals Mm-hmm.
2: um so i don't know where na- nationals will be next year nobody I'm, knows i
1: nobody knows where it's
2: I'd, be. I'd like to like like to do a nationals um and then you know it might even be something i'd like to try, try to go to is the uh 10th scale worlds um mm-hmm. out there in arizona uh it looks like a really cool facility and um i mean it's a world championship it'd probably be really fun yeah, to go to, to at, to at least for a myself. couple of days i don't know if i'd do the whole entire week i'm sure it's really long but you know a couple of the Qualifying come for the weekend, or whatever, yeah, exactly. Um, be cool. World championship. Who doesn't? I hope you come out there this?
1: too. I hope yeah, you come out cool. too, Lucas. You know, Brett didn't join us, we'll have to get him on another day, but uh, I think we had a great discussion. It was great. I know you say you're not comfortable in front of the camera, you could have fooled me because you've been very comfortable. And um, thank you, man, for your time, your support, and your hard work. And um, it's good to see the No Name RC podcast. Steel design there in the back, and um, awesome. that looks better. I knew you, you would look great there, so thank you, man. Keep up the good work with your editing and all that you're doing because you're getting so much better at it. And Thanks, um, yeah, if you guys don't know, go to that BTRC, hit that sub, hit that notification, hit that like button, leave a comment because this guy is making great content, and we need to get uh, his channel making him some money so he can do more content. I
2: would like to make money making videos, but I think that's far away. Um, it's a when is this, this going to release? Tomorrow? Next week. Oh, next week. All right. So mm-hmm. I should have a couple of videos out of Masters by then. Uh, mm-hmm. One's going out today, which is Friday, but you'll hear this next week. Mm-hmm. So I uh, should have, i it's going to be a multi-part series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm probably thinking three or four Masters recap videos is what I'm going to end up doing.
1: Yeah, I have some interviews too. Uh, I'm going to break them on and probably just... Uh, bunch them together and see if I can find some footage of the guys' cars running. I had a great interview with Al Horn. The Factory Tracks guys, they went crazy for a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to have to break that up. And yeah, I got some editing to do. I got about two weeks home. I, and then I'm back at Florida Carpet Championships. I'm happy to go there. And man, blessed, man, traveling. And then three weeks in South America after that. Two days yeah. home, then three weeks in South America, which should be a lot of fun. A lot of work, but a lot of fun. It's crazy. So I know. Hey, when it Things rains, it we pours. do. <laughs> I love yeah. this, man. You I gotta love take this. advantage of it, right, dude? I sit, I sat at Masters, and I was going home from from the race in the airport, and I'm like, yeah, I'm one of them people, and I'm wearing my cowboy hat that I bought, so everyone is looking at me, and I just thought <laughs> I'm one of them people that you just don't know what they're doing in a, at an airport that has a cool story, and so whenever I talk to somebody like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, this is what I'm doing here, and it just starts a whole. Yeah, another conversation. Yeah, filling <laughs> out this is minutes. what I do, blah blah blah. Right. And I'm just like, man, I love being ambassador for RC. Yeah, so. it's cool, cool, dude. Thank you. Yo, Nick. Have a good day and uh, get some Thanks, rest this weekend.
2: Will do. Hey, I, I've been on vacation since Monday. Um, so uh, just to give Brent a little credit, uh, he has not had a day off since Masters. Um, so he's still grinding it out. It's probably why I mm-hmm. didn't show up on his podcast. Um, I have been on vacation and I will not get off vacation until next Monday. So uh, I, I definitely am getting my rest.
1: Yeah, well, we deserved. And I wanted to say thank you to uh, all the people of the 10 scale genres who made me welcome there this this past weekend. I, it was great getting to know you. Uh, shout out to Corey Humphries who kept me hydrated and even got me food throughout the day. He had water, take water, whatever you need. And um, just the love that I was shown I, I, I love it, man. Thank you guys. Cause you know, that's, I'm an eight scale guy, pure and simple, but I, I love 10 scale and all. So it was, it was great. And I appreciate the new relationships that I met or people that I just met. Thank you guys for all the support. Cause I wouldn't have been at that race without you guys either. So yeah, I appreciate that. Lucas, we got to go. Right. You have a good one, buddy. And thank you see for you all again. that you do.
2: Uh, no problem. We will see you soon.
1: Yeah, buddy. And this week's t- uh, Silly Season Talk is brought to you by Lugs Racing, who has over 55 years of combined experience in RC. They've been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for performance. The lugs Equon tires were developed with racing budgets in mind, high quality but lower cost. Their savings can be passed on to you, the racer. They also have their lugs Racing tires, which provide pure performance made using LUGS Custom molds and Proprietary Compound. They just released their slides. I was looking at them at RCGP. Tires are available in medium, soft, super soft, mega soft, and long wear. You can go to www.lugsracing.com and uh, use the promo code NNRC LUGS in all caps, and you will save. Uh, I believe it's twenty five percent off with that order. So thank you to Lugs for all their support. Um, and we're going to talk about a little bit on silly season, Max. So, mm-hmm. um, before I go on, disclaimer: these are all rumors. This is all hearsay. This is nothing has been yeah. confirmed. I want this to be be said before i get into this but uh silly season has started i've been camping i have been waiting like a sniper on call of duty and i finally see it uh i was at these two races uh, especially at Masters. a lot of talk about what's going on in silly season and then obviously um chris circus or circus rc kind of broke it all with, with the mayfield poster the other day mm-hmm. so let's just let's just go talk right about that let's just peel let's just tear the band-aid off you know, tear the bandage off. No, zero responsibility. No, no worry about how you feel about that. Um, The biggest rumor we're hearing now is, let's talk about it. Mayfield is out at Mugen. And there's a few companies yeah. that people are associating him with. So let's just talk about Mayfield being out from Mugen real quick. I would say I'm not too surprised.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I don't really know of the facts but looking at things it looks like Mugen is kind of struggling with keeping the race program as big as it is and uh, with Robert pretty surely out of Mugen as per what I've heard Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be surprising that Mayfield would be out too especially when there's two kids still both I believe under 18 or just about 18. 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two kids about the age of 18 who were almost like almost finished in front of their number one driver. Right. Both of them. Right. <laughs> you know, it's um... like few behind. So I, I don't see, it. I really don't see it as a, even a bad move for letting Robert go uh, because you you have two guys in Europe but mayfield move i would be a bit more hesitant because mm-hmm. he's he is america pretty much like he's mm-hmm. america there isn't anyone else um but if it's if it is about money and they want to downgrade their operation then yeah then it's mayfield's out and uh i don't really see much places where he could go apart from like techno i mean yeah losey but there's Fend, AE, but there's Ongar and and Rivkin. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. he's friends with Rivkin, but right, Rifkin but Rivkin just one, he's getting know? it done on the ten scale side of things, and then yeah. they have Aiden and Cole and
1: yeah. all these other guys. Obviously, they're not Mayfield. So let's let's just dress back real quick. Um, I I kind of had a feeling that Mayfield was thinking of leaving, maybe Lasher, because I know he was probably testing some S Works cars, and it was a big strong rumor mm-hmm. that he would go to S Works, right? Yeah, I mean, even now that's. A rumor as well that he could go to S Rax. I'm not sure. I think they still have like a lot of guys still on contract in America for the yeah, next year. Yeah, and the thing
0: is like they have Joe Bornhorst, uh, Spencer, they have Tanner. Yeah, Tanny, Heckert, Canal, uh, Boots. Um
1: but I'm just talking about on the American side, they got three guys that are they have
0: to supply. That's yeah, yeah. But I mean, even even looking at like like they have they have drivers and I mean, can S beat Mayfield at the world? So it's not like mm-hmm. a, they need a number one driver.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe they need that in America, perhaps. But yeah, I mean, I think Bornhorse hacker and, is... and
1: and Bornhaur's hacker are working hard for S Works, and I think
0: th- yeah, exactly, they
1: don't necessarily need Mayfield at this moment. Uh, I think so I, too. I do believe that Mayfield will bring uh, bring drivers over. I don't think personally. I don't think Mugen would suffer that much. If he mm-hmm. leaves, I've said this before. Because especially, I
0: think especially if Drake, Drake stays, yeah. If Drake has gone do, then then I'm a bit worried from Mugen.
1: Yes, that but, would be worrying, but I don't
0: see that yeah. happen. I just don't, I see, don't it see it happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, um, yeah. my good. If if this is true, then who who takes his spot at Mugen? Um, so I there's a lot of speculation. Also, so let's just I look don't at, think I don't think there's going to be anyone. I think I don't think there has to be anybody. There can be yeah. somebody that maybe. If I was like Seth Van Dalen, Tyler Jones, or one of these guys,
0: oh, I'd I'd be trying to get that. to
1: Mugen. Definitely. You know what I mean? I'd be trying to get yeah. to Mugen and get what Mayfield was getting. Um, so yeah. I do believe it's about money with Mugen. We all know. Like, we don't know. But I've heard rumors that, you know, he doesn't make much money at Mugen compared to these other companies <clears throat> where they mm-hmm. get paid. Uh, so, I mean, according to Chris Sarkis, quote from her, it's Techno, AE and TLR um, that are coming. Yeah, I think, now, I could I see a move TLR to AE. Not, I don't think TLR is viable, even yeah. though Thomas Tran hinted that they're going to do some moves, but I just can't see f- Mayfield goes where he's going to be number one. And I think Cavallari mm-hmm. has kind of fit into a great number two veteran type of spot compared to Fen. Fen will always be number one. AE has Zongaro and those guys. Techno is probably the most large... I mean, there was links to Mayako too, but... I mean yeah, I think I that would affect
0: I, think, I
1: think that would affect my uncle greatly, but may Mayfield's but not I cheap. don't
0: see I don't He's th- not cheap. I don't see Mayfield and Ronafalk racing in the same team. I just maybe so not, not only, because of anything between them, but just like right between two, two, two alpha males. Biggest,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Two alpha males. Alpha wolves in the whole situation. Wolf pack, That the they're the kings. So techno really and I, I have to throw HB in there, but I just don't think HB needs Mayfield. And they don't, I don't know if they... Necess- I think,
0: if, I actually disagree. I think HB definitely needs Mayfield. Really? But I think they I have think so. too many people on contract right now.
1: I think they're fine with who they that. have. And they have Fuller coming up. And he's going to beat these guys next year. Um, yeah. did a good Fuller, job at the Fuller... Yeah. Okay, so, okay. But if okay. they did get Mayfield, it would have to be... So this is the thing. If you're going to get Mayfield, others, other things have to suffer. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So if they went, if HB went for Mayfield, then we'd probably have to see Cole go, and maybe oh, yeah. you know, maybe. Hey, yeah. So so, if he is going techno, which is the strongest thing I heard, mm-hmm. I that's all I heard at Masters Dart. He's going techno. He's going techno, right?
0: I'm hearing yeah, it think, everywhere, but it, it's so it's who's the out logical. at techno? Yeah, because it's the most logical move for Mayfield to go to techno, because right now the number one t- driver is Tebow. Mm-hmm. Um, and i'd say anyone would right now switch like mayfield so tebow for mayfield you know well that's like, the I thing don't so what happens here because
1: then this kind of coincides with the rumors that i'm hearing about tebow that he's probably out at techno yeah um because if 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 mayfield's going to techno then there, there mm-hmm. has to be some room for him oh, so yeah. um this will be a super power move for Techno if it happens. I mean, I know they want to win, so they're going with the best at the moment right now. Um, we'll see if this all happens. I, up, if it plays I think,
0: up. yeah, I think it's just the most logical thing to happen because Techno is the Techno and HP are pretty much the only brands without like that feeling of they are number one. And Thibaut obviously is one of the guys who still. You know, to one of the best but Yeah, but I think it comes like, down
1: to to Also on that Will they, like, two alpha males On the same team
0: Yeah, and the thing is, like I'd, I'd equate Tebow to Cavalieri. you know is not Fend, you know And he, like, if Mayfield would join And they would keep Tebow He'd be in Mayfield's shadow the whole time You know, Cavalleri right. looks like he's shit Even though he probably <laughs> isn't But Fend wow, Max, like that good Oh, no, come on, he qualified sixtieth at the worlds. Like yeah,
1: but in ten scale is doing quite well.
0: I yeah, yeah, okay, this. but I'm I'm talking purely eight scale here right now. But okay. like oftentimes, like like he was in the C main at DNC and Lil Bump even beat him. So it's it's like Cavalier isn't looking good. Like we have to be honest. Cavalier, yeah, yeah, has I is good this year. But I don't think uh, that maybe,
1: affects him. I think he's still gonna be at Tellar.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see him gone there. But like is Tebow willing to sort of accept that role, you know. No, because, because
1: I think Tebow still if if he's out at techno, I think T- Tebow still brings value. I think he still has I think he can still be competitive. We've seen him
3: oh, yeah, be yeah. fast I mean, with the techno
1: yeah. car. He seems to he seems to struggle in the mains, but he's he's still competitive. It's it's hard out there. He's pretty him. Yeah. It's very harder he, than what he used
0: to be. I know, I know, I know. I and I I I'm not saying that Tebow is so bad, but I'm saying that the public Perception will be right. Of course, that Mayfield of course, you mean. is like the number one guy, and sort of even though if Tebow matched his pace, but the fact that Mayfield sort of has that, you know, right, this, right, he, he's been dominating the last two years thing, and the fact that he'll probably be still quite fast at techno, like is Tebow like? I, if I was in Tebow's shoes, I would rather go somewhere else if Mayfield joins. You know. right
1: because you kind of still so i think tebow is maybe a little bit older than mayfield a little bit by a year um he still has a lot yeah. of value left i think he still has some good results left in him yeah you talk to these guys i think like even robert would tell you i have two more worlds left in me um so i think i'm giving these guys two more worlds um yeah yeah and and, and i think
0: like for it tebow- may be more it Just maybe yeah. more I'm
1: just saying but like yeah. realistically If we're looking at things we've got two more worlds Tebow's yeah. social media is good He's doing all that type of stuff mm-hmm. If he's out at at Techno I mean I think he did a good job But I think Techno is like Hey we want a national championship we want this We want that And they're gonna go they're going for who they Think they can get that with if yeah, they're gonna I Take think- Mayfield or if we can This could be all smokes and mirrors and like Mugen pays him and he stays at Mugen which I think mm-hmm. would be probably what Mayfield would want, um yeah, because then he still floats around for ten skill, so it's gonna yeah. be interesting to see what happens, but I think if if any move's gonna happen it's it's gonna be him to techno
0: i I think that's I the think most you know move. just yeah, for me, it's just like I see techno as the brand who kicked out lots because they wanted you know. Uh, Tebow. You know? Right. They kicked him out. Lots wanted to stay, and they kicked him out. So right. they definitely don't have any issue of going for the guy who they think is better. Right. In their
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: Which so, I guess is you so, have to
1: be that way sometimes
0: too. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be like I'm pretty. It's it's like the best option for techno that if Mayfield is uh, like out of Mugen mm-hmm. I I they could they would probably pay as much as they can just to get him. Whereas if that happens, then Tebow has to go out, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, then he doesn't even really want to be there, at least if I was him. So I think for both of them and for Techno, this would be the best move. Because mm-hmm. if Tebow finds a job elsewhere, he will most likely get the spot where... He can be the guy who is still has that sort of position he has at Techno now, mm-hmm. where he's sort of the guy, at least in America, you know, at least the guy. Right, America but he can now. transition
1: into like a a high up a racing That's slash true. team you know,
0: managing position. I think exactly. So, so he has else. he has so many options elsewhere, whereas in mm. Techno he doesn't really have many. But for Mayfield, moving to Techno is a good move because obviously he's going to get more money. He's going to mm-hmm. get like uh, a sustainable living. And for Techno, it's a perfect move because they get the guy, the number one guy in America. Like you cannot get a better guy than Mayfield right now in America. Yeah.
1: One of the most popular, if not like when you think of RC, like right now, you think of like three or four guys it's, it's him, Ronald Falk, uh, Ongaro, and Fenn. I would say those four guys are being thought of, and then you throw in Canas. Those are the top five guys in the world right now when it comes to eight scale.
0: Yeah, I think I don't think there's any doubt. Even right. at the world, those five guys just broke away from everyone else. Yeah, I think so those really, guys
1: kind of are writing yeah. the own, You know, they have they're on a Only, different level yeah. from other guys at this moment, and I don't know if you could understand yeah. that. Like those guys have uh, there's different levels within these pro guys, and right now those five guys are are just like a heads up. Taller than them guys So yeah. I think um, Yeah, I kind of with you If he goes to techno, it's a it's a win-win For both of them, it's a risk for both of them Too, uh, because anything yeah. Like this is a risk I think whoever, wherever Tebow goes I think we're going to start seeing him we are, We're kind of already seeing him transition Into more of, hey, I'm promoting JTP, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing I'm on social media So I think, but I also, think- he gets that Spark, okay because that's what exactly. kind of does it for him um did it for him at techno when he, when he left the college was like, "I got that spark. Yeah. I got another chance so I think that will you know that spark being on a different chassis, being in a different environment that all adds up to positive things which then translates into the the track in my opinion oh, for, 100%. Tebow, for, for mayfield uh, yeah. uh he's gonna go to techno he's gonna he he's gonna have to like work like you know what I mean. But the and thing
0: is, the thing is, like, I have for the past what six, seven years, probably already eight years, I have yet to see Mayfield struggle with any car in eight scale.
1: This is true, know? but he, you, yeah. I'll be honest with you, when he jumped on the Mugen car, it was instant success. Oh,
0: definitely, definitely, so, he, his results became better as soon as he switched to Mugen. But I think he has won so much already that mm-hmm. he knows how to win. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. have to worry about it. He knows what the recipe is for himself to succeed. And I, I bet he can do it that at techno. Uh, so yeah, I think I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I, I kind of actually now just want to see this happen because I think there are brands that would want Thibaut. not, a, And also I think there are brands that fit Tebow better than mm-hmm. techno does because as far as I know, techno is kind of type of like company that, they lead it and the drivers are the drivers you know
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: whereas other brands for example david at hb that was basically like hb and david were synonymous you know mm-hmm. for at, at least a big part of the world like if you said HP, everyone thought about david ronafock you know right so i think there are brands out there which Bove would, would fit perfectly now what brand is it i don't know it can mm-hmm. be it can be hp even maybe because i don't think Tebow is like as expensive as mayfield will be for them it can be uh i mean it, i don't know it can be almost any brand at this point except right. for like it can be ae i don't think it's TLR, ae or tlr TLR is, tlr is like maybe not maybe yes because they already have cavalry but like it can be ae it can be hb uh it could be miyako it could be Agama, like, yeah, Mayako Agama. Uh, like there, he has lots of options. He just need to find a place. And I also, yeah, one thing I wrote down. This is what I forgot. He could go Did to Mugen, go to Mugen or Kyosho. Like, mm-hmm. lots went to Kyosho. Tebow is like almost his whole career was with Kyosho. Mm-hmm. So, like, move like that could work out for him too. Um uh, we'll yeah, there's like he has options. If he gets offered deal from one of those, I think that is going to be better than what he's doing right now. Because also for the fact that for him, I feel that he's a bit frustrated for not like winning. Even that this mm-hmm. year he was like saying like I just can't like like these kids are fast. The speed is like more than it used to be, and all that type of stuff. So I can sort of read between the lines and see that he is a bit frustrated. So I think he needs a change for himself too. And I think this could be the perfect opportunity or yeah, I, I just hope it all goes well for, for him. Yeah,
1: I think so too. I think um when I heard this, I'm like, all right, so I get it. Why techno wants Mayfield. And like you said, it's just, it's just math. If he comes, uh-huh. all those have to go. And yeah, um we'll see nothing is official yet like i said so far this is all her say but this is strong strong rumors that we're hearing uh, mm-hmm. i haven't really heard there's also rumors about other things going on um i think we're going to see s works pushing a lot with 10 scale this year as well uh and getting a lot of regional people i know they're focused on 10 scale you saw joe and spencer and obviously mika being over for that We'll see what Kyosho does as well. I mean, they have lots for a year. They did gain some some gain some momentum. TLR, similar, very good year for them. AE, same. HB, another good year for them. So it's it's gonna be drivers like I think, like, where's like Seth and Dalen gonna go? Is Tyler Jones gonna mm-hmm. stay with Techno? Um, what's gonna happen here? So I think Techno will definitely have somebody like Mayfield, and then they'll have another driver. I think two drivers is the way to go. Um, yeah, but right now, have, yeah,
0: right now they have yeah. Right now they have uh Jones, Jones, and they still have their and, team. And they have Van, all their guys and, and Van Dalen, So right. and Vig- Wiggins. So they basically have five guys right now. I think if they let Tebo go, they're gonna let Jones go, and I think Jones is already on his way out. So maybe, then they would end, then they would end up with Wiggins, Van Dalen, and. Um, Mayfield in America and Barufalo in Europe. But
1: if so I'm Jones if I'm Van Dalen,
0: I'm trying to get that Mugen spot. Oh, 100 percent If if I'm if I'm a guy who is kind of, you know, like even even Mason Fuller, he has a good spot at HP. Mm-hmm. But like he's the type of driver who if I was Mugen in America, I would try to get him, you know, mm-hmm. because he's gonna be cheap relatively speaking mm, not as cheap as i don't think not as cheap as the other guys to be oh, honest no 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 no. but his value went up like oh yeah yeah, but it's not like you're gonna have to pay more for Tebow and cab than you have to pay for fuller and fuller is definitely right now the better option mm-hmm. i if Tebow
1: goes to mugen i will be surprised because i think the same issue will arise that he needs to make more money you know and mm, um yeah I think that's a big issue with Mugen. I could be wrong. We could be it could be all smoke and mirrors. Mayfield couldn't be staying where he's going, but the strong yeah. rumors are that like we're hearing that he's out and he's going to techno. I've heard that multiple
0: times. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. So that's the silly season rumors. And, and and who knows, maybe maybe you know, Drake takes a even bigger role in Mugen America and he signs the driver on the Drake racing Mugen. Maybe, or Mugen Drake maybe, racing. Like, maybe that could be even a case. So, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, as we learn more stuff, we'll talk about it. But that's the latest Silly Season rumors we've been hearing. Max, so there's one question I'm going to ask, and then we're going to wrap it up. And you can answer this the next time I want. And we want you guys' answers as well. So we came up with this question. Where would you – we talked about Lewis Hamilton. We saw the RC Visions thing that he did. And um, I was listening to uh, Extra Lap podcast, and they were talking to two guys that done that. You should actually check it out. It's really good about taking RC Racing to – Less developed communities and stuff like that. So I took two. I took two personalities. So I'm gonna take uh, two that have had some RC influence. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, Travis Pastrana. So which races would you invite Lewis Hamilton to come watch and be a part of and and partake in? And uh, which race would you invite Travis Pastrana to come and be a part in? And I figured out two great races for both of these but I want to see what the people say and I want to see what you say. So we're talking about two different types of people, two different genres of full-scale stuff, two different people on our scale. I think a lot of people know Travis Katrina and a lot of people know Louis Samuel. Obviously Louis Hamilton's probably a little bit more popular, a lot more. Which race in RC would you take those guys to, to show them what we do? Remember two different characters, two different races, use your brand, any race in the world, any race Mm -hmm. in the world, past, present, anywhere, or any race that's going to happen. Think about those two people at which race you, if you had one chance a day, Hey, let's go to a race. I want to take you and show you what RC is, what we do racing. Where would you take them? Max, thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I know you're in a hurry. I'm going to let you go now because I know your girlfriend's getting on you and I'm going to do the conclusion here for you. Uh, It was great fun. Uh, we appreciate having you on and hopefully having you on her shortly. Keep up the good work. I know you're you're busy building tracks and in school and doing all this type of stuff. But uh, thank you for your time. Excuse me. Oh, I burped right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, excuse me. Uh, thank you for your time. It was fun. I'm glad you
0: enjoyed your birthday and um, enjoy your uh, the rest of your day, man. Yeah, you too. Um, we're gonna talk maybe, maybe next week, maybe in two weeks. Yeah, I think time. next I week. Know. Yeah, yeah. So-, so you'll
1: be back on hopefully next week.
0: All your listeners can hear my beautiful voice and awesome insight. There we go. See, as arrogant
1: as ever, Max. <laughs> I
0: gotta I gotta later. I gotta end it like I started it today. You, know? you always gotta do it. See you later, good yeah. buddy. Yeah. See you Thank guys. You. All
1: right. So that's it for us to this week, guys. Thank you for all your time. Um I just want to shout out to a few more people. Uh shout out to my boy Matt and Roberto, I met them. They're Florida guys. They're really cool guys. We had a lot of fun together. Shout out to my boy, Salty Joe. It was good to see you and hang out with you, and I stayed with you. Big shout out to my boy, Michael, and his wife, Heather, and Rocky, and his family as well. They had me over as guests. I got to go have dinner with his mother and his father the first night there in North Carolina. Um, It was good. Uh, His mother's, wow, she's lost a lot of weight and she got some knee replacements, man. She looks like a new person. Um, That was great being in America again. Really enjoyed my time there. Thank you to everybody that made me feel welcome. Came up and showed the NNRC some love. Uh, I can't, I just can't. Sometimes I I feel like I don't know how to show my appreciation more. So I'm trying to figure out ways to show my appreciation, but thank you to everybody. Greatly appreciate that. We can't do without you guys. Um, Just if I missed you, in this chat, I'm a, I apologize. I meet so many people. I talk to so many awesome people. Uh, just real quick. Also, I got this at uh, the racer from Gentleman. He had a Star Wars tattoo on his on his calf. I thought it was a pre- pretty cool. Locked in RC. It's a soft feel steering wheel. So it's like a gel steering wheel. I'm going to put it on my car. He has various colors. Check them out. at uh, uh looking for their website. It doesn't have a name. I think they have a Facebook as well. Locked in RC. Obviously, I got my G-Spec cables. Thank you to G-Spec. Check this cool brush that uh, Brent from uh, RC Body Armor sent me so you can open it up like this. It forms in different ways. He sent that with me with some, some stuff he sent me as well. Uh, I have them here. I have to open up the rest of the package. Some stuff I got over the mail. Uh heard there's a new series coming to Florida done by Flying Ryan lacoyer uh, good to see a lot of people get behind that uh, all out as well. There are deans got a whole bunch of clay coming in, building a badass track. See everybody in Florida shortly, leaving on the 16th. Looking forward to that. Tune into that. Our Florida Copper Champs is going to be great. Can't wait. With that said, I'd like to say thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Truly, we can't do it without you guys. Shout out to the patrons of the NNRC. Thank you guys for all the support. You guys helped me uh, enjoy RC. Thank you. Thank you to these awesome companies that support the NNRC. If you're a company looking to support the NNRC in 2023, hit me up. They are invisiblespeed.net, TZO200 tires, TNR fuels, High Tech RC, Beach RC, Mayako, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, Papa Willy's Traction Tonic, G-Spec RC Tuning. Both of those we have coupon codes for in the written description. Shout out to Hefty at Sampadal USA. Shout out to Tony and Vicky at Clinic RC. Shout out to my boy Yeah, dude, at Racecraft USA. Thank you, David Isherwood, for everything you do with RCGP. Thank you to Connie for all you do at House of RC. Thank you, David Ranafalk, Jared Teba, Alexander Hagberg, and Robert Batty for your support of the NNRC. And um, yeah, Nitro is the glory, e-buggy pays the bills. We'll be back next week. Uh and also don't forget to check out last week's podcast. Oh, I do have some interviews that I have to uh from from Masters Dart that I have to do uh, interviews with Factory Tracks, interviews with a lot of TLR guys. We'll be working on that this week and getting that up for you guys as well. With that said, nitrous the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Lefty is out.